Yeah, so I'm a reporter in this book. <laughs> That's me, looking very serious. And mispronouncing Brian K. Vaughn. <laughs> was that on purpose? Was that on purpose? Yes. They're, they're buddies. And he was like, hey, That's Brian, I'm going to kill you in my comic. And also, I'm going to spell your name wrong. And Brian's <laughs> like, That's hilarious. So. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Saturday night. I know I'm still hungover from too much fucking eggnog. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but it's Saturday night. It means it's fucking time for Modern Comic Mayhem. My name is Kyle. You goddamn rogues gallery. Fucking introduce yourselves. Um, I'm Matt. Oh, my God. I was waiting. I was waiting. Come on, at some point, you guys. Listen, Adonis, jump in. Kyle at the very thing, like Kyle uh, in the middle. Does it go? There you go. Corbin. And I, I wish I could tell everybody out there that it's a shtick. <laughs> it is. It, it's, it's not. It is. See, not. why are you going to sell out like that? We could have had that. Nah. You're right. Nah. <laughs> anyway, I'm solo looking. Nice to be here. Nice to see y'all again. I don't know who those two are over there because they don't know how to introduce themselves. Listen, I, I said it's mine is written Corbin. Welcome. Uh, oh, uh -oh. Super, Spider Man, Superman, big fan. Everyone, everyone knows Corbin. Spider Man, Superman, big fan. <laughs> How's everybody man? tonight? Good, you know, good man. Just recovering after a crazy holiday. Crazy. Everybody's got a little bit of comic money to burn now, right? I wish. Matt bought a whole comic store. If you look I did. At them, look, I Matt a whole it. comic store. Yep. <laughs> so I get some shelves put in there. It was 40% yeah, off at my comic book store, everything. And I was digging through on Christmas Eve, trying to find some good stuff. I think I mean, everybody didn't do it. I got some I got some uh some goodies from Marco Claus, so I'm not too <laughs> Yeah, I did yeah. finally get my box from Marco Claus as well. So that was pretty I was pretty stoked about that. I got that today. I didn't get anything from Marco Claus. Marco Claus yeah, did it for me. I didn't get anything either. I didn't get anything from Marco. Oh, it was Look at that. Oh, nice. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Okay. It went to the wrong address, but we had a neighbor in the Christmas spirit find and give them to me. So I'm really happy to be reunited with them. That I'll never open. I thought yeah. Marco Claus said that that book is supposed to be hanging on your wall and replacing one of those posters. <laughs> oh, he did? He said that that Batman, he was so embarrassed that you have a, bat, a Superman and a Spider-Man next to each other that that Batman book was supposed to go on your wall to replace one of those posters. But oh, well, it won't be as big a... You're a right, maybe a and, and why do we only see Superman's dick? Like, <laughs> is there some reason that you focus the camera like from the you dick love, down on Superman? No. Is that, no. Is that like Superman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't touch it, the super dick. The super dick with your funny bone. <laughs> Shut up, man. Nah. Yeah, he's, he's funny bone. 
There you go. See that? There you go. I gotta. There we go. You see that up top? There we go. That um, that's. There you a go. big shout out to uh, Marco Claus for Amazing Spider-Man seventy-one. Ooh. And uh, Amazing Spider-Man fifty-four. Big shout Ooh. out to Marco Claus. Yes, definitely. That's big shout out to Marco wrong. Claus. He got me this. You didn't go shopping in the Marco Claus bag. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, Marco Closet? I didn't, yeah. I didn't get anything. Oh, I like that. I did better. pick up this cool Marco Closet. Second print Thor. Ooh, look at that. Is that a calendar? That's sexy. Yeah, I like it. Second print. Is that I a take... calendar? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. It's got, it's got uh, Fat Thor is uh, in uh, December. Oh, oh. On my world, it's <laughs> never any comic says on my world it's called a cock. <laughs> listen, listen. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> a, a super cock touching his funny bone. <laughs> no, like and for all of you that have joined us this evening, we would like to take this moment to slap our parental advisory sticker right over the big giant. You know. Screen of all of us. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Please like and subscribe for more super super dick comments. Possibly a fart joke. You can send all complaints to a Brian McClay at gmail.com. <laughs> oh man. Sheesh. Yes. Well, I hope everyone so out there had a good holiday. Christmas. You all did everyone get what they wanted. Did everyone get the 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 super presence, like go for it, Matt. We'll start with you and go around. Uh, I mean, I got this beautiful comic shop behind me, you know. So That's a good present, yeah. Tell us, yeah, tell us about that. What you got going hey, on there? All of a sudden, really you got spoiling you. I know, right? Yeah, you got the deluxe, something, deluxe something going on there. Hashtag Christmas uh, miracle. You gotta love that, man. Beautiful right? books, beautiful books. <laughs> so that won't even shoot your eye out. Nope, sure won't. But it'll, it'll. Peak my nerd curiosity enough, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's that's sweet. Is that go ahead and put one right back on the shelf over here? All right, there we go. All right, let's get is that a get full like shelf rack or is that like a green screen? What you got going? It is, it is a little bit of green screen. So, figured, figured uh, going into 2021, we would spruce up the joint a little bit. So, there you go. I dig it. I do dig it. I actually thought that you got a big giant rolling rack. I will not lie. You have deceived me. That's awesome <laughs> shit. I have a rack. Nice what? rack, Corbin. <laughs> I don't I don't I know if Corbin's gonna drink in the eggnog still. <laughs> I got I don't know. <laughs> the Corbin train got all the racks you need, ladies. Beep beep. <laughs> right. Oh, Kyle. How'd rack you do? How'd you do Christmas? Oh, not bad. Had a good time. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, that was that I'm was good. <laughs> <laughs> I sport some pretty cool. Uh, I got some Mandalorian stuff. Hey, buying the baby Yoda. Mandalorian. Co- they're way over there. I don't want to get them, but you know, just the wife and kids got me some Mandalorian stuff. Nice action yeah, figure stuff. Cool. Um, I got some Mandalorian mm-hmm. coffee cups. Oh, cool. Mandalorian. Do you drink coffee? I love coffee. Oh, okay. I didn't know. 
Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and black, just like I like it. And Corbin. the uh... <laughs> all day, baby. All day, and you the, can't go wrong like that. The wife and kids did good. I think everybody's happy. Good. It's all you want. Kid got a bunch nice. of computer parts. We had to tear his computer into pieces so we could put it all back together again. Put go. it in a case that it looked like uh, that was already there. That's uh, it's like adult Legos. All right, we're starting to bore everybody. All right, dude, you've been boring me. I do. do. You said let's go. So <laughs> fucking a, let's Adonis, get it. Did you get anything? Cause uh, I got I got something. Adonis got us delivering us a fucking great show. So let's fucking get into it. Damn right. right. What right. about what I got? What What do you got, Corey? Yeah, yeah. Hold Wonder on, Woman Adonis. Did you Did you do good, Adonis? How was your Christmas? Uh, I was, I was chilling by myself. So I felt, uh, I felt a little bit sick on the, on Wednesday. So I kind of just quarantined myself. Yeah. Well, sometimes a long time is the best gift. <laughs> you know, you know, we're boring people when we get comments like this. All right. Corbin, back to, get back to the man wiener talk. I, I, I was about to say, I was doing a transition. I saw Wonder Woman 84. That was my Christmas. Hey, gift. hey Corbin, what'd you get for Christmas? <laughs> That's what you got for Christmas, all right? Let's fucking move on. Yeah, Wonder Woman 84. We all got the gift of Wonder Woman 84 for Christmas. Thank you. That was yeah. a transition, Matt. Transition. Yes, and um, that, is a, that is a Christmas present that I would like to give back. <laughs> yes. How, how, many, I, Wonder Woman 84? How, many, how many of us saw the 1984 Wonder Woman? I, I I jumped around. I jumped around. I didn't see I didn't see the whole movie, but I I, ju- I jumped around. You didn't I, I saw the good parts. No, you didn't. I saw the good parts. Well, then you watched the different movie. Listen, no, you watched the credits. Hey, the end credits scene with with uh with uh what's her name? Um, uh, so on the tip of my tongue, Carter. I just said, I said it earlier. Carter. Carter. What's her name? Linda Carter. There you go. That was a good. That was oh, a good. He's only said it twice now. I know. Oh, I hear that. Sorry, <laughs> but no, I thought it was okay. I mean, listen, I'm a big fan of the CW, uh, DC stuff. It, it reminded me of that with some of the CGI. It, it, like the story was okay. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. It I, I liked it. Had a really ring. good message. I thought yeah. it had a great message. What? But what? Who? What movie are we terrible. talking about? Wonder Woman eighty four. The one came out yesterday. The, the message that I got from it was: We're talking about Green Lantern two. Oh, okay, cool. That's gonna fucking rock. Okay. What I got from Wonder Woman was fucking if you have a penis and you're in that movie, you're evil. <laughs> Especially if you're walking down the fucking street. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, this was, is it was a brutal movie. Uh Crimson Reaper said HBO Max is gonna eat this one. And you know. I think going to HBO Max is the best thing to happen to this movie. Because, <laughs> Everybody watched it. Yeah, well, and if it was in theaters, I think it'd be getting more thoroughly roasted than it already is. Because yeah. people are going to be more pissed that they're spending 15, 16 bucks oh, to yeah. go and, you know, plus, uh, that's not including popcorn to see this, this movie. <laughs> and yeah. I think HBO Max is the best thing to happen to this movie because, good God. I don't yeah, think I they agree. watched it after they edited it. I think it was like, hey, hey, you guy, you, what's your name, Fred? My name's Tim. Fred, come here. (laughs) 
hey, yeah, put this movie together real quick for us. But it's my second day. Perfect, Fred. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's talk about what, what good parts, if any, Matt and Cos specifically, did you guys gain take from this movie? Like, like on a real note, was there anything? Like, it wasn't worse than Suicide Squad. It wasn't I, worse than Batman. I, 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 oh. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. Oh. Okay. It was okay. worse than Suicide, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad? Okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I haven't seen it yet. I'm I applaud you. I applaud you, sir. Keep it that way. Nothing. Nothing. Suicide it's not, Squad was not was not good. No, and there was nothing redeeming about Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, then it wasn't. I, I, well, I, I, I want to hear how because Suicide Squad <laughs> is like the bar for horrible DC movies. I'm a DC fan. Hey, so, I like the beginning of this movie when you're it's well, showing you young go. Diana t- running through that, taking part in that tournament. But once it cuts to the bank robbery at the beginning of the movie. It it's all downhill from there. A it's just bank robbery scene. Yeah, and it was a pointless plot. To show her in. It was to show her in action. I was oh, so. Dude, this is called one. This should just be called called Diana the movie because she's only in costume maybe thirty minutes the entire movie. I was eleven minutes or maybe eleven minutes. Yeah, it's. Wow. Just as long as we get the Snyder cut, it, and it's better, then we'll be all right. <laughs> it will be. Amen. I don't. Uh, I don't think he has. The Snyder cut's so. gonna be the best. He was an executive know. producer. Him and his uh, wife were both executive producers on this movie. Oh, must so be a family. We'll get, we'll get the Wonder Woman Snyder cut. Don't worry about it. I just, I you know, in the first one was so good that I was, I was really. First off, I was like, Wonder Woman, good movie. It's set in the eighties. How awesome is that going to be? You know, they we. I was like, we're going to get to hear some great tunes. We're going to, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. the 80s nostalgia that they did do was pretty dope. They did hit yeah. some, some key points, but they oh, left out yeah. a lot of stuff like good music. That is a good mm-hmm. point, Kyle. I mean, if you guys old youngsters were around during that time, you would know better about the 80s. I um like the neon color effects. You know, the invisible jet reveal was kind of neat. I thought I that was some neat totally things. Shit. <laughs> Now oh, Lopez is trolling. Right 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 like she's the like she's not she's not Sue Storm. Like get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> she had the invisible jet. Like, are, like that's, that's a defining feature. I like how she's like, all right, look, the, they got the magic. We're gonna we're gonna turn this jet invisible, and he, she Mister Miyagi's it and warms her hands up real quick, and all of a sudden this force field shows up and just overtakes the plane and. I like how this dude from World War II just automatically knows how to, to fly this massive jet, and he's like, he all right, was cool, let's go. He was still yeah. figured out how to turn it on. He was set, man. You, yeah. you fly time. one plane, you dude. fly them all. It's just yeah, right? Seriously, all he, all he did, that's all he needed was an iOS update. That's it. So that's what he did. <laughs> in 1984. Exactly. It's, it's the Macintosh. Before the, before the Mac... It's the Macintosh. Apple 2E. Uh, <laughs> this is the iOS update for Apple 2E, where you <laughs> jump into a side-by-side seated cockpit, <laughs> and they don't exist, and fly well, off my, from your 1930s fighter so, jet to 1940s. Sorry. Oh man. And then into a 1980s side-by-side seated. Well, I mean, the, the plot itself is terrible. You know, do, bad Donald Trump ripoff 
uh, you know, b- businessman who's down on his luck and trying to take over the world decides to request or make a wish to become a crystal and absorb its powers, and then he can grant your wish, but I think take there, something away from you. There's a meth behind the circle K that did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> take it, give you powers and taketh them away. And at the end, you defeat them by renouncing your wish and losing what you wished for. And somewhere along the line, she becomes Spider-Man, and she's flying around by her lasso between clouds and using it as a propeller to jettison herself through the sky where she becomes Superman and gives you the the one fist out, one fist back flight and, you know. If they just stuck with something and actually wrote it out, and like I could have bought the whole flying bit if because in in like the justice league series she could fly yeah you know the cartoon series so i mean if they were going to go that route just do it from the beginning stay with that it's all good but okay now you don't need a invisible jet you know what i mean okay okay if you have both because you have to fly your world war ii boyfriend that all of a sudden knows how to fly this giant jet across whatever then you should have just made it the invisible jet. That would have been cooler than some Miyagi-san force fucking. Ah, it was the cheetah outfit that they did. I like the, I like the evolution. Yes, it was the way they developed her as a character. Thought was actually decent because if you read the comics, I mean, the iteration of the cheetah were more or less something of that sort, minus the whole wish element. Like it was wanting that respect, power, whatever the case may be. Boom. I was reading some of the of the um, early Cheetah appearances before the movie, you know, before watching it to kind of remember a little bit about her. And like, barring one or two extreme cases, like they kind of nailed the Cheetah down. I'm 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 gonna give them points for that. You could never nail yeah, the no, cheetah. No, that Cheetah, yeah, Cheetah was badass. Sorry, and like it was still... comic accurate in a movie, in a movie <clears throat> that took some liberties. Obviously, we we talked about this a few weeks ago on the the spec of her first appearance, and I think it's pretty clear that her 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 spec is dead with this movie. Wow. That that cheetah spec is pretty much El Gunzo. So? I think so. Why? Yeah. I I don't see them going for you see them going further with that character? She's I, she's not I, cheat I, at the end of the movie anymore. But she could possibly yeah, be. I think absolutely. they left that ending ambiguous. And they did. They 100 did. Okay. Yeah. And she would be if this movie is a straight up dud, right? She is still one of the more redeeming qualities of the movie. Yes, in terms I agree. Of a character you can build on, move on with. If you continue this Justice League, once the Snyder Cut gets huge, I think you're gonna have to have the Legion of Doom, and then you yeah, can throw her in there. Okay, I'm. <laughs> but the point, yeah, exactly. They, they, I think they can use her character again. I, 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 I really do. I think that I might be the best selling point, um, in that movie. I just wish we saw more of it. I would agree, hundred percent. I agree. You know, the and, one and thing they, I thought about. Oh, go ahead, Chad. I was just gonna say, I honestly, out of the whole movie, that was the, that was the part that was, the the most dope out of the whole thing was her, her cheetah outfit. Like I thought they really did a good job, and as cheesy as the movie was, I thought they were gonna totally flail and drop the ball on that. So I was super happy, impressed with that. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, if any other dude would have got that crystal to make a wish, it wouldn't have been to be the crystal. It would have been like, hey, I want a big cock. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, or, or, uh, four more inches of Ferrari and a crap ton of money. 
<laughs> but then what would you have to lose? You know, I, I my hot take is that I don't think Maxwell Lord should have been to begin with. I didn't even know I, I just don't think they did him right. Like I like Maxwell Lord as a villain. I just don't think he was portrayed correctly yeah, in his I film. Just, no, I think I, he had to bed with him. Yeah, I think you could have developed him differently, um, and not had to shoehorn both of them. That's all, or not exactly shoehorn, but you know what I mean. That was my thinking. But yeah, other than that, I, I mean, I would give it a C. It was a decent movie. I, it wasn't I the worst. Overall, the arc of what they were trying to portray in telling everybody <laughs> out there that maybe it's time to be a little kinder, be a little nicer, say hi to your passerby, take a step back and maybe put the phone down and love your kid, you know, spend more time with, you know, the ones you love and, and pay a little more attention. I, I yeah. thought it was a good message. I thought it was a, a fairly, I think it came across fairly clear or fairly well, but mm -hmm. I just, it, it kind of, I'm really, really tired of not having a strong female character. It seems like every time we get a chance at a strong female character, in the end of it, they shit the bed. And they turn him into this wimpy girl. And I'm just so sick of fucking seeing it. I see where you're coming from. I, uh, you I, know, I this is Wonder Woman. She should have been in there just busting ass through this whole movie, just taking people out left and right. And they made her into a wuss. I'm so fucking sick of it. Game of Thrones. That, like, the villain, in the end, they made her a crazy power. chick. Fucking he stupid. got this power, and you didn't need to fight him to get rid of it. You just couldn't go, I don't want my wish no more. And he's fucking done, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was what did it for me, too, is just how weak that... that plot line was is you All she can say just, was i denounce it like oh man there's gotta be more there's gotta be more of a catch to it like like i think her losing her powers was an interesting aspect of the movie but then when it's like you know all, all she had to do to, to stop that was i i give i denounce my wish you know you can have you can have steve back i i i'm gonna go out there and, and save the day now i was like Okay, come on. What what's this? But she got a good dickin', and now <laughs> like Kyle stranger. said, it would it would have been more believable if he wished for four more inches of Ferrari and a shit ton of money because we all know that no man would ever be like, no, no, I denounce my wish. Oh, <laughs> shit wouldn't happen. I ain't getting rid of this. <laughs> I did. I did like that. All the men were asking for Ferraris, and then the news report talked about how there's just been Ferraris racing up and down the street in these third world countries and stuff. Like, oh man, that's cool. I mean, I guess what well, at least we have Wandavision in a couple weeks to look forward to. Yeah, Disney. If they want to keep up and they want to keep kudos and chops, they better be putting something out real damn quick. Because I gotta tell you. I've watched more HBO Max in the last two months than I've seen of of Disney in the last year, year and a half. Wow! Wow! All right, so you're you're telling me you haven't been watching Mandalorian? That's what that's, I was getting that, from it. You're, 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 phoning, you're just phoning in your Mando reviews. No, that's literally like <laughs> Marco's okay, told so him what to say. Just giving him the spark notes and letting him go. That's yeah, right. Marco's doing. I read, I read right. the cliff notes. Yeah. <laughs> right, what, we, what we got? What we got next? Uh, uh, okay, I can. Okay. All right. I, I read. I read all the spoilers online on YouTube, and then I just, you know, go on and not really. <laughs> I mean, I watched. 
probably I'm I'm watching like 15 different shows on HBO Max. I'm watching like literally two things. I've watched Disney Plus in the last 48 hours, another than Mando. I'm not really watching anything. And now yeah, Mando's over. Wasn't there supposed to be a Mando Christmas episode? I thought there was they were saying there's there was supposed to be a Christmas making episode. Up. Oh, they just released like the behind the scenes making of Mando. And I watched it, but I mean, okay, so I watched Mando. I watched the making of Mando. I broke down and I watched um by accident almost uh Soul. And that was really good. That was really good. I I'm put I'm waiting until I'm with my daughter again to sit down and watch that one. So that's why Soul? I, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you'll enjoy it. It's 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 got a good meaning. It's a little more adult than it is kids. There's yeah. some fun kid stuff in it. Yeah. When did you have a daughter? When did you have a daughter, Corbin? Oh, you guys missed that. That was my no. wish. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> I just had to give away my virginity. <laughs> That's what I lost. All right, guys. It was a good wait, show. Wait, wait, a lot. Thank, you. Thank you guys so much for doing this. No, it's all good, guys. I just renounced my wish. We're good. Let's go. I wonder why Marco's always on the show with us. Right? <laughs> right, let's go. We need someone to transition. That's all. I just think that there's a lot more on HBO Max to offer right now. They have a lot more overlaying titles of things to watch than i mean everyone kind of jumped on disney plus watch mando and now everyone's like well what the fuck now now what do you got well i know me personally i've been watching um cinderella uh, uh, no i have not uh, <laughs> i've been on netflix and i've been watching a korean um a korean monster show uh called sweet home that series on Netflix, and I thought it was pretty bomb. So there's that. Nice. Mm. But once again, <laughs> that even that even proves my point more that Disney yeah. Disney is going to have to start pumping out content, and they need to start having some overlaying new content that that is attracting people, or they're going to start losing. You know, until all the new Marvel and and Star Wars stuff starts coming out, which is what damn near half half the six months away? Yeah, the other that's three months. Vision. Yeah, it's, that's it's, six months. And I, and I think that that what they're doing it's 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 on purpose. They want people to have patience, and they know that the content that's going to be put out is going to be like it's going to be a heavy hitter. So if they want patience, and then, then uh, Disney doesn't know their audience. We're we're in the time of we want everything now. What they should as soon as Mandalorian ended, within by the next Friday there should be another show playing. Well, I think, there should I, be another series though. And I think I don't think that I mean I understand that's how everybody acts now because of what Netflix did to us <laughs> with the whole uh, the idea and the mindset that we need to binge every show that we ever want to watch. We need to watch it all at the same time immediately and everything like that. But Dude, like, what about before when we had to wait an entire week to watch the next episode of Dragon Ball Z? You know, like, we had to sit up there and wait and sit down and shut your damn mouth and wait until next week. And I, well, think- I don't mind waiting a week. It's just now that, like, Mandalorian's done, what is everybody watching on Disney? Nothing. It, 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 I mean, I know that uh, the last time uh, last time Corbin and I were chilling, we were watching uh, Winter Soldier. 
we uh, we were watching um, wow. things like that. So like we're watching the we're watching the stuff that's already on there, but we have other stuff that we can do until the new the, the new next one comes out. Like yeah, like the pressure to put stuff out is there is no having pressure. And if and if if everybody's like, oh man, they need to put put stuff out, or else we're gonna stop our subscription. Y'all can stop your subscription all you damn well want. They got money out the ass. And they know damn well that once that that show comes out, you're gonna start that subscription right back. So they're yeah. they not worried about nothing. I do see where Chad is coming from, though. I will say that in terms of having <clears throat> like something out, because we had one Wonder movie in the entire year, and that's it. So like that makes sense to me. If we're if, and let's say at best this movie was a C plus, is that really a good year? Is that really like yay we did great? No, it's not. So I see where Chad's coming from. I guess my thing is that not dumping it all out because then we're just yeah. gobbling one content to the next. And it's like, and, and some of it they're feeding into because they're rolling out these shows two, three years out. They're already going to start projecting and specking like before we even see what this looks like or where it may go. But, I don't know. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. All right. I think you're all forgetting that the greatness that is Cobra Kai season three starting on the first of the year. So <laughs> Awesome. You, you, you got stuff that'll let, that'll tide you over to to WandaVision. Who watches that? So, but but again, that again that proves my point. Like, okay, you're gonna wait two months. You're gonna wait until everyone gets tied into Cobra Kai on another channel, and you're gonna lose that audience. That's dumb. That's just bad marketing on Disney's part. And yeah, they have a crap ton of money, but a big part of their chunk of change is not coming in. They had to shut down their parks. They lost billions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. They're yeah. losing millions of dollars every day because of the limited number of people going to the parks now. So they well, better they're figure losing out. Money on Disney plus. They said that Disney plus won't even be profitable until 2024. So they're, they're well, taking losses on that too. Yeah. With the way they're running it, I can see why. But I think that they took that into consideration and they're they basically what they're doing is going uh they're they're most likely using the um uh, like uh, deficiency fund, like the one where like, all right, this is the fund that we're gonna put some a stash away when shit hits the fan. So when we're when shit hits the fan, we can always use this to keep going and keep things running as normal as possible. And as we know, 2020. It's a big ass piece of shit in that fan. So they're they're they they know what they're doing, and I like I like that there's a time gap because then that makes the that makes the the drop even more. I don't like it when they just spoon feed you stuff all the time. Like I don't like when when entertainment spoon feeds you over and over. Like I don't have time to go and think about, let things sink in, come up with more theories, think about. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for this, and uh, I start to wonder. Oh my gosh, what's what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? No, I don't have. When you skin spoon fed all the time, you don't have time to think and come up with your own thought stream. Now it's just oh, we're gonna tell you what to think. We're gonna tell you what to see. It's it, so and, much easier. <laughs> All right, they live. <laughs> oh man. So let's talk real quick back on um Wonder Woman real quick for a second in 84. Um there was an interesting part with all the combo creators that got thanked in the credits. Oh. 
So there was um, a bunch. There was a bunch at the end. Yep, like Alex Ross, Mark Wade. Well, damn straight should have been. They they or she had that costume at the end. The whole battle armor. Perez. Oh, makes sense what he did with Wonder Woman the Cheetah. And they, yeah, same. I think what they did is they take everybody that contributed to making the movie and what or, what they what, did. Yeah, like inspiration. Or, creative like if you bring it yeah. like a bleeding article did a bleeding cool did a cool article on it if you bring it up matt bleeding you, article i said bleeding cool did a cool article on it <laughs> <laughs> bleeding article yeah i can pull it up hold on a second bleeding article did a cool uh <laughs> <There you laughs> did, 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 did. Bleeding, bleeding article did a cool uh... <laughs> that shows everybody so maybe this is why it was so fucking one room is so all over the place because they took so many ideas from so many different people. Yeah, that's that's a lot though. That is a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Damn. Like George Perez is credited for relaunching the character and incorporating her God storyline. Yeah, it's like nine people just off that screen alone. Yeah. Then you got Mark Wade for writing in King Kong featuring the armor. Damn. Yeah, I mean, it was nice though. The one plus I would say out of Wonder Woman '84 is I didn't have to go to a goddamn movie theater to see it. I could actually just sit at home and watch it. I actually watched it on my. I hated that. I oh, the comfort of your home. Maybe if I'm an old man with a wife and kids, that's fine. But if I'm young and I want to live, I want to go to the damn theater. But it's nice. I could pause it. I could go make something to eat. I got a drink. Take a nap. Drinks I get it. I get it. I yeah. get it. Make a hot make a hot muse licks. Yeah, it was nice. I, you, know, you can go poo and then you can come back. No, like, like you, watch, you could pause, like I could rewind it and go. Did she really just catch a bullet like that? Hold on, hold on. Let me rewind that. Oh my god. I hated it. I I can't wait till I, I hate it. Um, this, I wish the movie was good enough that I would go back and watch in theaters. I won't, but like, you need to get a better TV then. <laughs> no, it's That's not it? about the, the experience. We talked about this on the show before, so I'm not going to bring it back up. Dude, but make some goddamn movie. microwave popcorn. Turn no, the hell TV no, it's up. not better. That's not better. Turn the, the lights off. Have no. somebody sitting in front of you with I, a cell phone on, and you're like, it's in your ear. <laughs> <computer." laughs> Nah, there's something about the environment. It's just different. It's in the same place to watch. Uh, it makes bad movies even worse being at home because you need to have experience. You stay in your old dusty old house. You turn it, you exactly you turn it, yeah. Have your friends come over and talk during the whole thing that you're trying to watch it and it's like being at the theater. No, that's like being at home. Being at the theater, you got this different vibe. I'm not crossing my legs because I got to pee, but the movie's so good that I can't move. Then I'm not in a movie theater. That's the awesome part. You could pause it. You could walk into the fucking bathroom, pee, come back, it's and start it Yeah. <laughs> Can we get a moment of silence for for that guy? The dude yeah. slept with Wonder Woman and doesn't even know he slept with Wonder Woman. Oh, that guy really got the short end of the shaft, dude. He really oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And it was kind of weird, though, that they did that. Like, it was like for like one second, it was some other dude. And then it was. I don't know. And then it was, you know, then you saw fucking Chris Pine the whole time. Yeah, you're seeing what he really looks like. And then you're seeing, you know, they want you to see Chris Pine the entire time. So that's the one thing I wanted to. I was like, man, you know what? If if he had a smaller dick than him, 
like she had to like just be like she had to think of the past anyway like she was flicking the beans so oh man anyways on that note yeah. um, <laughs> transition yes transition transition to some but can you some imagine that, talk. Like, like she's seen him but does that mean it's the penis size stays the Army same talk. let's do it oh man <laughs> Never ready says, Oh yeah, back to the wiener talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. Hey, um, this show's complete without wiener talk. Yeah, Kyle, <laughs> you had an interesting topic you wanted to touch on as far as uh comics go. <laughs> I was kidnapped for days. Kyle. Yeah, there was something there was something that I had noticed the other day. Lord. We I know that most everybody here buys comics and they, um, you know, they and we go to the comic stores, we dig and stuff, but, you know, I would say, you know, not always can we read a comic when we want to. There's sites out there that where we could go to read comics. I don't know if they're pirated. I don't know what is, I'm not going to get it. I don't care about that part. But the part that I was, I was noticing was when you, find a title to read it shows you how many times that this title has been viewed mm-hmm. and what i've noticed with some of the bigger titles is um take um venom for example you could bring that up matt i think it was viewed something like three million times three million four hundred and forty five thousand nine hundred seventy seven times now, my thought about that is, is this is what is contributing to the death of comics? Is like, okay, so it's, we go on and, you know, everything that I happen to have to read online because I'm not in a situation where I can actually hold a book, like it's always titles that I already bought. So I don't know if it's the same or not, but so you got to think what's Venom on? 32, 31? Um, I think around there, yes. So if you take that, you divide that by three point four million, and it's at what four bucks a pop? That's a lot of missed money that I'm seeing. That I'm thinking that is DC, Marvel. You know what I mean? The writers, uh, inkers, no one's making. Do you contribute that to the death of comics? Well. I think I think it's sales wise absolutely because that's millions of dollars that the creators are missing out on. Because I mean, like if you like Venom first, you said it was three point four million. If you go over to something like Batman, <laughs> three million of those views are from Donny Cates alone, <laughs> <laughs> hyping his own book. Yep. <laughs> but that's a lot. I mean, like, so what? What's I don't know. They just made me think what is going to happen to comics now. Well, if people don't buy books, then it's going to obviously go down, right? <laughs> I mean, you need to support the industry. It's pretty simple. Like, buy the books yeah, but- and read it that way. I get the ease of access to it, but if you're going to do that, it's like watching movies, pirated so movies. what like- was the print run to issue one? Uh, let me find that out real quick. I mean, it could have been more that. than 110,000. Right here, it's 3 million views. Like, there's... Yeah, but you got to think about like, okay, so a majority, like not even a majority, but I, I would say a, a chunk. Like, let's say, let's just go with a quarter of those views 
are for people that bought that issue probably as a collectible, so they didn't want to damage it, so they looked at it through there. They read the comic through there. Then at the same time, look at uh, look at actual uh, like novels and things of that nature. They people read that on Kindle. People, um, uh, you know, they still doubt. Yeah, but when you get it on Kindle and stuff like that, you're buying it. It's being accounted for. It's yeah. If you get it via Kindle, but there are there's uh, there's people that are still just downloading this book and not paying anything for it. And like JJ brought up a good point. I don't know if it's page views or downloads or what like like i know the site that i go to you don't have to download it you can just click into it and you can and then you can just read it page by page and i don't know if it's per view of a book or if it's just that you if you typed in the title i have no idea but i think it's gonna it's gonna probably be per view of the book because yeah. i want to keep track of how many people are reading the book not just clicking the not just looking or yeah. searching the title yeah, it's it's not TikTok. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming it's going to be per like I said, per view of the book. It's an ongoing series, so yeah, like you're saying, it, some of those are going to be repeated, re- repeated viewers because they're coming back for the next issue and the next issue and the next issue. But that's still that's a lot of money being left on the table. Yeah, a lot of sub boxes and a lot of I mean that's a lot of money being left on the table not only for the writers and the artists marvel themselves but for the store owners for shop owners also yeah it just makes me think hey you cheap bastards go to your comic book store and buy the goddamn comic simple but i mean like you this isn't even like digital downloads because you still have to pay for those per issue this is people like obtaining the comics online through websites that you don't have to pay anything it's it's basically like torrenting your comic book without actually torrenting well, but like you, Kyle, like you go and buy a physical copy, but then you read it digitally as well, right? Well, yeah, because I'm not always in a, you know, like when I'm in break at work or I've got some downtime or something, and I don't, you know, I don't carry my comic books around with me. So there's there, there's a majority there. There's got to be a huge chunk of people that are in that same predicament. They're just like, oh, I have this, but I haven't read it yet, and I can't. I, I want to make sure that this is a good condition, so I'm gonna just read it while I'm at work on my break or something like that. You know, and that I'm I'm sure that that has to be a big chunk of the people that are doing this as well. Invite to raid says, I would bet that uh, issue is factored into the covered price we pay now. And then JJ says, I think pricier what you have is a problem. In any entertainment industry, it's not necessarily an indication that the industry is dead or dying. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree well, everybody, everybody's talking about comic books are, it's a die. It, everybody's talking, like, right now, comic book, yes, comic books are hot for flipping and buying and, and a lot of people, but on the same note, people are saying it's harder to get new readers. And it's, and comic books are something that is starting to, like, die off. Like whether or not it's actually connected to piracy, you're saying that there is a decline either way, and that no, 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 I'm not saying piracy. I'm not just like just. I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get where you're coming from. I'm not speaking for you. No, I'm just saying like you can go on a website and read it, and it's just been viewed three point four million times. Just that's a lot of money. That's that because that means that means people aren't getting paid. But so and I know, and I know it happens in any industry. I get it. I know. I know. It's movies, it's books, it's anything that's I wish media. I wish we could have reached out to him because Greg Schoen has an interesting 
opinion on this the the art the creator of ray gun and rascals we had on a few weeks ago mm-hmm. is he said that you know when his book ray gun was up for sale for the digital copies he only sold you know a few here and there but when you go on like download sites it he can see it's been torrented torrented to three times that amount that was actually sold so he said that those are all missed sales that's all missed out money in my pocket that's food off my table and food off my fa- and kid clothing off my kids backs because this is my my occupation this is where my money comes from you know and yeah. Yeah. See, but i'm saying that the, the hobby the hobby is hot but we're grown we're grown people buying comic books we're reading them buying them selling them but the next generation behind us there isn't as many yeah that's that's what because they're priced out of the they're priced out of price range for kids now there ain't yeah. no kid that's gonna spend five ten bucks on a book like uh, we do as grown-ass men yeah you know like I mean, adonis adonis has a daughter are you gonna give your kid 10 bucks to go buy a book and just finger fuck the pages yeah absolutely it, not. yeah but that's what it is it's 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 just a comic book like you know like i give com- when i give comic books to kids you know and their parents are like oh you need to take care of that i'm like it's a comic book read the fucking shit out of it but it's, it's not looking at it like that anymore it's looked yeah. at as an investment opportunity you yeah. don't know when this book is going to hit so it's looked exactly. at as like and, and, like that's, and that's why, that's, like that. why it's buying is because it's only people that are getting it for that. That's why a generation out of kids and people aren't going to be doing this. But that's why I was saying what I was saying before about referring to it as they might they might be like you um, and I reading it at work while their physical version is at the house. Because they know that this is an investment. Like I know, I pass that on to my brother, who's ten years younger than me. He he buys comics and he reads it online. Um, and he like he's good when it comes to like whether or not he can invest in that or anything like that. He just doesn't want to mess it up. And I think that that is that's something that we're teaching. Because I mean, it's we can sit up there and say what we want all of the time. Um, about like, hey, you, when you're getting comics, you go and get the physical version because it's it's a it's memorabilia, it's a collectible. You wanna you wanna have this physical version to interact with, um, and everything like that. You can say that, but then they're watching us who buy the physical version and then go read it online. You know what I mean? But, like, you know, that's why I tell every kid that I give a comic book to, every kid that I, you know, when I pull up in my white van. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> No, but when you know, like you know, like, um, you know, like, uh, my, my wife's work, her, the owner, her kids were Teen Titans, so I was giving them Teen Titans Go books. Okay. Because they loved the cartoon. Yeah. And they liked Star Wars, and I was giving them some Star Wars books. Now I want them back because the shit's hot. But. You know, and they're like, make sure you take care of that. And, you know, like I said before, this is what I was telling them. I was like, please, don't sit there and take care of it. Read it. Reread it. Enjoy it. It's just a comic book. Don't, as a eight-year-old kid, don't put this in your head that it has to be this investment thing. And this is why if you you hold it as something that they can't touch, how are they really going to enjoy it? 
Well, I mean, like, again, that's why I was tapping into that, that mindset of lead by example. Because, yes, you want them to interact with it, but look behind you. You know, are your kids going to just sit up there and grasp that off the wall? No, you're going to, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, don't touch that. <laughs> Go get I told my kids the same thing. Every comic book that they bought, that they owned, that I bought for them, I didn't care how they treated it as long as they read it and they loved it and they enjoyed it. Then what they did with it is what they did with it because it's their book. Right. It's their book. It's not dad's book. It's not my it's, book. It's what I do book. with my books is different than what I want them to do with their book. Yeah. You no, know, you'd have a heart attack if you came in and, and saw your son on the toilet reading your Spider-Man 300, <laughs> you know, and you're, you're going to explode because of the, <laughs> it's not because it's just a book. Pardon me. I'm never going to walk in on him while he's taking a shit reading the comic book. <laughs> You never know. The door might be closed over and not completely closed, and you just walk in and, you know, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> and that's why, yeah, you see people buying duplicates and triplicates of books for, yeah. for that reason. But, like, two, like Donny Cates, two of the biggest books, I think, of 2020, like Venom was a huge book this year. A lot of things happened. But Thor, one of the biggest, hottest books of 2020, you know, came out earlier this year, and it's already been viewed one million one hundred ninety-seven thousand thirty-nine times. Ten issues, and yeah, it's at ten issues. So yeah, that is a lot of a lot of money. Batman, the the Rebirth Batman, twelve million five hundred. All the way up to the last issue that came out. That's one to one hundred five. Fifteen Flash. million, twelve million views. Flash at over six million. We, My we whole did. point was just is how long can this go on before it really starts to hurt our hobby? Well, you're seeing it more. I think you're going to see it more now in time when we're as the, the longer this situation we're facing right now goes on, the less comic book shops are going to be around. The more people are going to go searching. The more people are not going to have money. They're going to go searching for an alternative to read their books. Exactly. So I only see this number going up higher and higher and higher and making the the pain on the local LCS that much greater. Because I, I look at it like what I did, um, what I used to do when it came to like watching watching anime um, back in the day. When I would sit up there, I would my I, I couldn't afford to to rent those movies, um, but one of my friends could. So we would go um, go with him and rent that from the comic shop. And we would go to the dollar store and buy a bunch of those dollar VHS tapes and record it and then give it out to our friends. And that's how we would go up there and do it. I mean, and then, of course, then we had LimeWire and friggin' FrostWire and Pirate Bay and, <laughs> and all that stuff. We're downloading entire albums and stuff like that. The music industry is still is still booming. Um, the movie industry is still definitely. But they've changed. They changed. changed. Exactly, and I think and that. See, but the other thing is, people different with the music industry is most people don't mind having digital copies of music. Yes. Here, us as collectors is we're not going to be able to flip or sell that digital copy. And and I think that that is I think that's where things are going to change. We I think 
what's happening is that the like like we're 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 discussing the mindset is people are gravitating more towards the digital copy so in fact the physical copy is going to be a, a, and i'm being um more positive <laughs> optimistic but i think the physical copies of these things are going to be worth more because of the fact of how the media, how the demographic has changed to how they're going to interact with the material. Like the music industry, nobody really buys CDs anymore. And if you do buy a CD, you're like, holy crap, whoa, I gotta take care of this. Like on a different level, you're on a different mindset. CD, CDs take up too much space. There's <laughs> <laughs> a room full of comic book boxes. Look yeah. at Walking Dead viewed over 25 million times and you know damn well that's because of the damn show you know that all right that's i don't know it, it... you know and like aaron brought up a really good point yes they can't <clears throat> they can't you know it would be like the 90s if they just printed millions of copies yeah they would flood the market and then that would devalue the actual material yeah, but but what my point was it's you know over but if you're still reading them online, overprinting is not going to do anything. Yeah, because there's still so many comic books sh sitting on shelves that people are still coming on here and reading, you know, reading books online. I don't know. I just it just it's just something that I thought of. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean that's it's right. This isn't a kid's hobby anymore. It's this is a hobby for middle-aged men now. That's what know? I said earlier. It's, it's yeah. It's, yes, it's, it's grown people that are doing this. It's not because to be honest, the the flipping market. Like we're on a channel where there's 15 other shows about flipping comics or the hot comic of the week to flip and and speculation and all that, and yeah, that's driving. All that does is drive the younger generation further and further out of this hobby because they can't it, it drives the the value of that book up and they can't afford to get into this hobby. Yeah, you know, they do their research and they could buy it and have it in their pull box. <laughs> yeah. it, if they keep up on modern stuff, yes. If, yeah. if they go yeah, modern, yes. But with half these damn books, man. I mean ASM three hundred, a, a high grade copy is almost priced out of most people's price range. Yeah. Forget about 129. You know, Walking Dead 100, that's going to be a cult classic forever. That could be, you know, some might argue it could be right up there with ASM or, you know, with uh, Amazing Fantasy 15 in that realm. That Walking could, could Dead be the 100? Yeah, true. I don't know. One, sorry, one, number one. Oh. Walking Dead number one could be, you know, in that realm. It's, it's going to be the Amazing Fantasy 15 of a lot of these kids' time. Yeah. And that book is still what over a, a grand so it, it's the hobby is becoming it, it's pricing a lot of people out of it is what it, it's doing yeah some then you get back into it i mean at, at what point does this does this hobby start segregating itself where you know it's we're pushing people out of it because it the books are so astronomically priced you can't get your hands on it as a collector well i mean like it don't it only have to be a certain type of people that's like just like this there's only a certain type of people that buy ferraris and 
and Lamborghinis, you know. Not everybody can go buy one, but they make a lot of money because their stuff is worth it. And with these with these comics, yeah, people can go and I, I can go rent a damn Ferrari for a day and, and feel good about myself, but I can't buy one, but I would still rent it. So I think that is, the, the market is definitely changing, but I don't think, I don't think it's going to die. It's definitely, it's definitely changing. I, I don't think it's going to die. I don't think it's going to die either because it's, it's, it's a resilient, it's a resilient hobby, Yeah. but it's going to. Yeah. But the next generation of people with there's only, if there isn't as many people doing it, it is something that's going to die. Yeah. By three generations of people, at times have changed. Yes, you could say it's something that's not going to. It could something not be changed. I don't know. I I still don't. I think it's gonna. Any form of literature, I, I believe, is going to is going to outlast a lot of things. So this is it's a different it's a different medium, in the sense that it's we experience it slightly. From actual literature, but it's still in that realm. So, like I, manga, I think is something that's hotter now to the next generation of kids than comic books. Ah, uh, I, I think more kids. I think more of the next generation of kids is into that than they are into comic books. And a majority, myself included, a majority of of those people that like manga read it online. I know from yeah, me. I didn't read manga until until I started college, and I read all of it online. I didn't, I still don't own any manga, and my, I've been around manga for a long time. Um, I just never picked them up. I would just bump right into um, into the anime itself. Um, and I think the the thing about now is that it's the same amount of people that like the manga. It's just that now more people are okay with saying that I like the manga. My comic book? Yeah, the manga itself, because I remember remember when I was in high school, you know, if you was reading comic books and all that stuff, then you was a a nerd and a geek. And the meaning of that doesn't mean the same thing. (laughs) It doesn't mean the same thing, though, now. So, I like the manga. Like the manga. No, because now everybody reads. It, it's cool to read comic books and and be into manga and yeah. that right now. But if you're married, they gonna read it. They don't. That doesn't mean they gonna buy it. <laughs> if you're married, it's cool. I like. Yes, it. and he's right that one of the coolest aspects of the hobby is laddering up to bigger and bigger books. You can start small, flip high grade, and for bigger books, that is one of the cool things about this hobby. But it's. How long until that even becomes <clears throat> outpriced? That's getting harder to do as well. Mm-hmm. Well, yes and no. I mean, if you're going for first print, sure. It's definitely getting harder. Even second and thirds are getting so high up there you can't get them. I mean, if you look at like a TMNT number one, now you're looking at that fourth and fifth print TMNT number one, and they're still obtainable. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, is that why we're seeing third and fourth prints of these books go higher and for more and more money? Yeah. Because well, I think the third and fourth prints, as everybody, most people here know, that the print runs are smaller. Yeah. 
The less of a print run, the the more demand it is, the higher the premium. I mean, like, what, um, one of the things we were talking about, I think we were talking about it last week, was like the whole difference between um, newsstand and um, and and um, direct to direct to the shop, direct what, to market. Di- yeah, direct to market. Like, what do you think that uh, because? Um, <clears throat> uh, hold on. Uh, JJ was saying that uh, a lot of bookstores sell manga. So what if they go back to that that route again, where it's newsstand, where they're selling actual stuff via via there? That could that I mean, because if those if those kids are uh, if those people are buying the manga at Barnes and Noble, so they're going up in the Barnes and Noble and spending that there, it's probably that's probably where they can go and buy a lot of things, you know, buy the manga. Oh, this cover of this, um, you know, uh, Spider-Man uh, or Venom issue looks dope. I'm going to get this. And now they're in that realm. Oh, uh, Batwoman is here, Batgirl. Like, oh, man, I'm going to cop that too, you know. I think it's just because these shops are kind of our, our, our safe zones, you know, our, our dwelling so they are they're like well they probably don't have manga in there so i don't have to be in there i know where i get my manga from it's at barnes and noble so i'm gonna go over here well right and do you think that is though that manga is more easily accessible because they sell manga at walmart you can buy manga there you can buy manga. they have it in like school libraries you can get it it. yeah like it's places that comics aren't like single issue comic books like this aren't readily available Yep. So that's what I'm saying. Like it might, they might, the, the, the way to bridge this gap may be to make it the, to reestablish newsprints. <laughs> Sorry. I agree. <laughs> Go back to the weeder talk. I mean, was just like, I, I was just like, there's just a lot of money left on the table by people going online and ringing it. That's all I wanted to bring up. I just thought it was interesting. It'd be depressed all you guys the day after Christmas. <laughs> How about Superman's dick? Well, no, it's a good conversation for it's it's something to think about for the people who might stumble across this that think, hey, I want to be a comic book creator, I want to be a comic book writer. It, it's something you have to have. I want to be an artist. It's something you have to have in the forefront of your mind. So go to manga. You go to yeah. manga. There you go. Hey, shoot, I sit up there like that's how it started for me going to the friggin' bookstore with my mom while she's getting books for for becoming a lawyer and stuff like that. And I just wander off and, oh yeah, Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. Mom, can I have this? And no, I- put it back. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I know that. Very true. At store money, you're like, I'm going to buy that damn book. A <laughs> dollar ninety-nine and a comic book? You're just going to rip it up and leave it on your floor? I ain't paying for that. I ain't that damn shit. Yeah. Hey, boy. <laughs> It's because uh, Corbin keeps buying all his manga at the Hot Topic, so he's just he's killing the LCS, man. No love. I think, I think Chad just—I think he just showed his age. You're getting your stuff at that Hot Topic. <laughs> that, that, that topic hot. At the Hot, hot Topic. Topic hot. <laughs> you go centers with like collectibles and oddities and T-shirts and manga, and then. Mm-hmm. Later. Hey, 
Yo, DJ Maxwell, they could open in the bookstores and finding a way to make things like trade paperbacks more collectible. Why are there never ratio variants or whatever for trades? It's a fantastic question. Yeah. No answer on that one. But that's why, why, does it, why do we as a, why do we as a, in this hobby, look at trade paperbacks at, so poorly? Like, it's like, oh, it's not the first issue, so that doesn't matter. That's not collectible because it's the trade paperback. I think it's because of the – it kind of tapped into what we were talking about before about the whole Disney Plus not having something after this season of uh, in this season of uh, Mando. It's – the trades are an entire season, and it's the issue true. is one episode. I mean, they're worth money. They are worth money, but not as much as that. They're just not sought after, like. Yeah. But are they only worth money when the single issues are are so priced highly that you're priced out of buying them? No. So you're like, well, I'll just get the trade then. Like, like Clone Wars, the first appearance of Ahsoka. That that hardcover trade paperback is going for good money because pe- most people are priced out of that that single issue. Sure, but I mean, there's a lot of other ones that are. I must have three or four copies of Doomsday Clock in hardcover and softcover. I got a lot of issues of Turok. All, all, yeah. If you don't have any of those, I mean, you're out on the boat anyway. You're missing out. Uh, yeah. There's, a, there's some Star Wars uh, trade paperbacks that are highly sought after and very collectible. Buffy uh, yeah. the Vampire Slayer, the first 10, 12 of those in trade paperback, dude, those are huge money. People look for those left and right. All of my all of my invincible collection is uh, is our trades. Um, so uh, is mine. Yeah, like my invincible and the Walking Dead. Um, I got all of those in trade. So. Yep, trade is the place to be. Uh, TMNT has quite a few highly sought after, um, mm-hmm. you know, full trade paperbacks and 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 omnibuses people are really starting to pay attention to omnibuses as well i mean those things yeah. are some of those spawn omnibuses shit yeah. you're talking two three five six hundred bucks yeah yep it just depends on it depends on the work itself and if there if this issue uh is getting three 3.4 million views then more often than not, that uh, that uh, that trade is going to be worth something. Yeah, but all right. Well, to switch gears oh. and to liven everything up a bit, since this talk of of the hobby, it, uh, back to super penises. Yeah, being uh, <laughs> let's liven things up a bit and let's switch gears and go to Corbin. He's going to talk to us about some DC and give us your thoughts on uh, event books. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I guess it's gonna be a DC lens. I hadn't thought about it like that, but um, yeah, comic book events. <laughs> I was not ready. I was bringing comic book events because we have experienced some rough ones. Um, not sure if y'all read Batman Joker War. If y'all did, it was terrible. Uh, but it's not the first. You may not. It's been so so long a year that we may have forgotten that year of the villain went through May of this year. So like, we've had some real rough events. And I think, now nah, I'm not a spec person at all. I'm just a guy who likes to read good stories. I haven't read a lot of good stories from uh, the big two, but mainly from DC this year. And so I thought it'd be nice to go back and look at comic book events since it seems like more so than ever in this industry, everything is from one event. It's for building a story. Even the stories that are between events 
are to build to the next event, which we know, you know, six, seven, we're increasing amount of time in advance. So I thought let's talk you about that. You know what I think happens with some of these events, with a lot of these well, events, I'll, before you actually get started, Corbin? Of course. This is my opinion on a lot of these events, is even Joker War, it started out really good. Uh, okay. You don't, you don't think it started out pretty good? Like it was, you're like, all right, I can see where this is going. I can see where this is going. This isn't too bad. You know what? I'll and give I, you the yeah, and I think what happens with a lot of these stories is they start building up and, and they take okay, and this is just how I see it in my head is yeah, I think they sit in a meeting and they're like, All right, build it up. But what happens is you build up, you build it, it's getting good, it's getting good, and they're like, Okay, we need to wrap it up. And I think I, what a lot of these stories is they go, Okay, and it's like it's a real hurry to wrap up. So I yeah. think they spend a lot of time building it up, like I think like we could say like Dan Slot is really good at that. He's Even, really good at building something up, and he's and a lot of writers seem like they're really bad. Okay, how the fuck am I going to finish this? I don't know. Let's just hurry up and get through it. I had this great idea, but now it just kind of. And I think that's what happened. And I think that's what happened with Joker War. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, I'm gonna push back only because I think wrapping up quick is definitely a sign of like a event that is less than ideal or not well done but wrap okay again i guess is going into the event it's like when you wrap it up there has to be some sort of resolution that has some lasting events it, these these comic book events what are they they're essentially larger scale stories that should have some type of ramification that's for a character in particular whether that's for a franchise whether it be you know uh, uh, uh the dc universe the marvel universe whatever the case may be there's supposed to be something that extends from that event that can carry on its own thread in storytelling. So these events are catalysts for change in effect because they're moving something different. The reason why Joker War, in my opinion, was bad, partly to what you said, Kyle, in terms of it being rushed, but being rushed with nothing finished. Like, what, what was the ramifications of that? Aside from bringing in new characters for a definitive battle between Batman and the Joker, nobody lost anything. Everything was reverted back to normal. I, or so, uh, um, Bruce lost his money. Yeah, Bruce lost everything. And got, and got most of it back by the end. He didn't get any no, of it. No, he didn't get any of it back. He got access to it through Catwoman. No, it's gone. His money is gone. He's moving forward. Lucius still has nothing. it and he wants to keep it now. That's oh, why he's like, you gotta he's like, you gotta fix your own goddamn Batmobile motherfucker. You just can't make a new but one. The Joker is still Joker is the Joker unscathed. Batman's unscathed. Rick um Dick Grayson's back. I mean, okay, so Bruce is a slightly less richer man. He's not destitute. He's still fighting crime. I mean, without all the ghost center, all that stuff out, out of there. In, in in essence, out of that story, is that the one ramification we get from the biggest quote unquote battle between Batman and the Joker? Is Batman has no money now? Uh, like that alone should I mean, show how kind of hit him. He kind of hit him where it hurt. Right, and here's the thing His about fam- Joker. That family wasn't touched. You 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 know you know what I mean. Like I get what you guys are saying, but like if you're saying there is a you have your marquee character and the arch nemesis through four, five, six decades, and the most you're getting is a f- minor financial hit. I'm saying minor. minor because Lucia still has it. That's something that can be resolved. In terms of a member of the Bat family, you know, there's friction, but it's not like he is uh, outlaw on the run. Or We've seen better in short issues of that. You know what I mean? Of a resolution. And so that, I mean, I'll let you guys push back for sure. That is my argument on this was an event. This was something that you look back and you go, wow, like this changed something for Batman moving forward. 
right now it gave an essence of something that can be worked out literally in the issue. You know what I mean? I got to agree with Corbin. I mean, as far as like, if you're going to push like a big book event and you're going to title it a big book event. Exactly. And all it was, was Batman went broke. I mean, come the fuck on. I think here's the problem with the event books is we look at them for, is an instant We want the instant gratification. We want that instant payoff. We want there to be that instant resolution by the end of it. Joker war is something I seeing that your payoff is going to come three, four, five years from now. But that's not where the, where the story goes, because you're going to find you're looking at a new Batman. You're seeing Batman in a light where that was his biggest superpower is his money. It's gone. He doesn't have that anymore. So now he has to adjust. His biggest superpower is money, Matt. It wasn't his drive, his resolve. Lily, they showed Batman lose his mind and still be Batman. Scott Snyder did yeah. that. I mean, that's an opinion. I get I get you on where you're coming from, Matt, but I strongly disagree. In fact, I think there's been yeah, yeah, yeah. That his money does not make Batman Batman. Literally, what makes him Batman uh, is I the think, money makes it easier, but he would have been Batman dressed in purple and yellow. We, we read the books. Yeah, hey, I think literally his money made him Batman. Like, you know, you know what you call it—the trauma made him Batman. The money gave him the resource to be who he was. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. the money literally made him be like, "Hey, yo, make me the suit. Hey, yo, I need this car fixed up. I want to learn how to operate there. Hey, yo, no, 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 I want that. I want that Gucci belt. No, 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 I want the Gucci Look, look, Marco even says Batman's superpower is being rich. Marco doesn't even read Batman. What's Marco talking about? That's a man right there that knows his facts. Are you serious? Wow. Batman's title is not real Batman fans from from the from the from the others. Batman's title is world's greatest detective, not world's greatest rich man. What do you call a detective that's not rich? Hey, even Sherlock Sherlock Holmes that generational wealth. Encyclopedia Brown wasn't rich. He was solving mysteries. Look. It's like the Hardy Boy. Hey, I'm not rich, and I play where Where's Waldo all the time, man. I'm <laughs> that fucking guy every day. Like I am. Exactly. I could. I could be the next Batman. You don't Where's know. I could be Bat Batman Batman. up in here. Like I find Waldo all the time. <laughs> Over here, I need to be rich to be a detective. Are y'all kidding me? I need to be rich to be a detective. No, you don't got to be wow. rich to be a detective. You need to you be. You know rich what? Let me just get tape with the script. I'm <laughs> all right. Comic book events. I'm trying to break them down. You have three types of events, at least from what I can get the company. You didn't have the money, Bruce Wayne would still be out there busting thugs wearing garbage bags and milk carton shoes, putting respect on on his name. (laughs) He's not even joking. I'm not sure we'd be laughing. He's right. Thank you. Out there calling himself Kazoo or whatever. Okay, so we're going to talk about the richest man on the planet, Bruce Wayne, and you're telling me that dude didn't stash money places just in case? <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Maybe he started selling stuff on eBay. Is that gigantic penny in the Batcave appreciating in value? This is where exactly. Thank you for talking, comments. I get it. Marco again coming in with that hot fire right here. Best detective can't even figure out who Joker is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are y'all serious, Marco? Also, if we're going to bring up another Batman event, according to three Jokers, he always knew who the Joker was. Hey. So, I mean, that's another one I think sucked, but that, that's that's neither here nor there. Hey, Corbin, Corbin, you got, do, you have, do you have water handy? What? 
I'm gonna keep you, talking. You anyway, you gotta, you gotta dilute no. that salt that you you right now. You don't have to turn that down. <laughs> no, I'm right good. Now. I'm good. I just I'm constantly reminded how many dudes you really want to talk Batman. Corbett, Corbett, I, I, I just need you to take a deep breath for me, bro. Oh, I'm afraid you're gonna pass out. Just oh, no, I'm a good. deep breath. And, I'm good. I'm good. Breath. I'm just. I'm just. You need a bubble bath. You need a bubble bath, Corbin. I like this. Flash, what's your superpower again? Batman, I'm a flipper on eBay. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what? We're going to just skip to the chase. Let, let's let's go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. It's all you, Corbin. Yeah, I got to agree with you, Corbin. I, I think you're right, man. I, I think that you know that he is the world's greatest Shout out to Mighty Mel V in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. And, and as, I mean... If you're gonna have, call it a, a huge event or a, a giant, you know, event or this is a cataclysmic event, and then you your big event is that he loses his money, like come on, man, yeah, give me something and, and better than that. You're changing exactly. the status quo of Batman. No, but you're you barely are. I mean, honestly, if you're an event, at the end of it, I think as a reader, I'm not flipping. I'm not, I'm just getting these books. I'm trying to enjoy them. I should have a payoff for these long building arcs. I should be able to go, as you said, Matt, with this new status quo for storytelling that can go in different ways. This is more or less the same thing we're getting from City of Bane. I mean, yeah, his financial is more of a hit, but he's still fighting for his city. The Joker, nothing happened. The 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 the, the supporting cast is still the same. There's no lasting ramification from that that's gonna spill, as you said, two, three, four years down the line. Guess what, Matt? If something spills from this two, three, four years down the line. It's called a different event. It's not spinning from this event. It's just called a different event. And it's so, setting up. It's set. It's no. laying the groundwork, bro. Yeah, yeah, you it's can't ground. build a house if you don't set the foundation, Corbin. No, that's what an event is supposed to end. The event in and of itself. Let me let me just go into the events here. I have notes for a reason. Okay, the event <laughs> in and of itself is supposed to build, set up, and conclude. It's not supposed to be. Oh, we're tipping off. That's called a prelude. Like that's not an event. An event is just that. So let me let me go into the three types of events real quick. So you have the company events, right? That's basically every time DC tries to rehaul the universe. New 52, Rebirth, Crisis, whatever. That That's one. You could turn the slides. I'm all fired up now. Or go to the next one, uh, Matt. Um, all right, I'll go to the next one for Just you. keep going down. It doesn't really matter. I, those are the, These are events. We jumped the gun and started pissing me off about Batman. I'm all fired up. Right? <laughs> go down to Crisis. <laughs> Crisis was go down to crisis. No fuck with crisis Batman. Was the company event. <laughs> you don't do that to me. All right. Crisis was the company event. That's one where they're trying to make sense of the universe. They're trying to rehaul, move in a direction. This affects everyone. All right. You can go to the next one. The Spider-Man Maximum Carnage. That would be an example of a franchise event or what I call a, a character event. It specifically falls on that one franchise in that universe. It's not affecting all the others, although Maximum Carnage should have some, it, it's going directly onto one. So a better example would have been uh, Batman Joker War. I mean, that, that barely touched the Batman universe, much less going into Superman or anything of that sort. Um, The third one, it's kind of a mix of the two. It's a company event on a specific character. So it's a, it's a mix of both. It's one that focuses on character, but has wider ramifications for the entire universe, franchise, etc. So Flashpoint... Um, event was for Flash, uh, War War Hulk uh, on the Marvel side. So I had to throw in Marvel at some point next to Spider-Man. Uh, I'm sorry, Kyle? Wasn't Flashpoint the whole reason of the new 52? Yeah. yeah. Yes. But I'm saying it was a Flash-centered event that... What are you... What are you? 
caused a huge ripple effect through the whole universe. Yeah. Well, this is that the whole reason? This is the whole reason of Rebirth to undo what Flashpoint did? Yeah. Uh, again, again, again. Yeah, I'm going to talk <laughs> about events. There's a question and answer segment later. I'm just breaking down what these are. All right. <laughs> All right. So we got that. Hey, already ticked me off with Batman. I'm already fired up. I'm sorry. You can't turn this down. <laughs> All right. All right, let's go down. Because now we got now is where we have Just the remember, when you start chucking batterings, Corbin. I'm on your side on this. I got your back. I, I think you're hundred percent right so far. You chuck them batterings the other way, buddy. Thank oh, you. No, no. You good, Batman's broken. Just squad. needs to go pick them back up later. I need I need to When I think of good events, I'm thinking of things like they're all mixed together here, but Crisis on Infinite Earths. House of M, uh, War of the Realms was a decent one recently. Uh, I like Civil War, not the tie-ins, but just the main storyline. Uh, even Valiant Comics had Armor Wars. If you guys haven't checked that out, um, that's one of the rare indie ones I've read. Armor Hunters, number one. Um, it was Robert Venditti and uh, Doug uh, Braithwaite, if I pronounce that right. But anyway, that's um, like an indie. I mean, it's obviously not the big two, but it's another event that actually was pretty decently well done. Um, bad events... Name anything from Batman this year as an event. <laughs> it's been bad. Um, going back, Ultimatum, that was horrible. Uh, that undid 15 great years of the Marvel Ultimate Comics. That was just trash. Civil War Two was like, let's take everything great about Civil War and just crap on it. Uh, Death of Superman obviously was impactful. I'm not saying it was it was bad in that way. It had long-lasting ramifications that they just totally shit the bed on afterwards at the conclusion. Well, Civil War uh, II, the point of that wasn't what they trying to, was that the beginning of them trying to get rid of mutants? I couldn't tell you because it was such trash. No, it, it was sort of like that. It was weird. It was, no, it really was. Like, even reading it, it was undoing. Uh, it was I thought that was the beginning have... of them trying, because remember they had that whole thing with Sony before them and Sony kind of make. Uh, oh, now uh, this guy's, yes, long, th this guy. No, you get off. Okay. You can't trash Batman like you did. And oh, ho, ho. I'm so glad our savior is here to save the show. No, no. I heard my name three times. I'm like Beetlejuice. I come in. Mutant <laughs> <laughs> Massacre is another great one. Thank you, thank you for that. No, Marco, you can't. You come up here and disrespect Batman with knowing I'm on it. And, and, just, and really, Beetle Marco, Beetle Marco, thank, Beetle thank Marco. You. Exactly. Now you go. Thanks, Solo. Look, you have my back. I cannot believe you. You think money is what made Batman rich? Yeah. No, that's just what made Batman rich, yes. His, his parents' money. Not, not, not even his. Yeah, that's why I give those books away, dude. I give those books away because nobody <laughs> wants Batman books. No way. That's trash, bro. Anyway. Me and Master. <laughs> OG Keymaster was saying some stuff. Joker wore a letdown. Hype for it. I wasn't, I mean, I don't call it an event, but three Jokers was a letdown. After issue one, outside of the artwork by Faybach, that book was... What, what was it? Like, these are my issues. I guess this is where we talk about what events y'all like. What now? What, what I think you guys Corbin think? needs to become a good Marvel reader. I mean, House of M was good. You didn't like I, House of M? It was good. I, I gave that example of, of events that I did like. Oh, okay. So you don't yeah. like Joker War, but you're down with Sinity of Bane? You know, dude, you put these pictures out of order. I said, I'll repeat. Good <laughs> events. You sent them to me. <laughs> I wrote next to them what they are. I said good events. Uh, They're in the class notes too. Christ on Infinite Earths, House of M, War of the Realm, Civil War, and Valiant Comics Armor Wars are examples of good events. Bad okay. events would be City of Bane, 
Ultimatum, Civil War II, Death of Superman, and Onslaught. Those were examples of events that Superman, Death of Superman, I should probably take off the list. I'm just looking at it from a reader's point of view. For the ramifications it had in the comic book industry on, on creating, you know, having Doomsday on other characters, it should probably just be in the middle. It wasn't great. Like, no one looks at that as, like, the, the key comic writing of the 90s, but it wasn't horrible either. So I should probably walk that one back. But those are what I'm saying are the differences. And you could tell based on what I said before about the ramifications that can move storytelling in different directions. And you could tell which ones were dead ends, ultimatum, City of Bane. The worst thing did from City of Bane is take a quick breath and then go straight into Joker War, which did nothing. Like, that's what oh, I mean. Finally, the voice of reason is here. <laughs> bring order back to this show, Brian. Hey, just so you know, Corbin, I still got your six, buddy. I don't care if you do bring in. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. He's not wrong. We got Marco and Brian here. We can put this show back on track. It's been something. <laughs> well, yeah, we need it. Oh, God. But anyway, City of Bane was a story arc, not an event. I know. I thought it was an event. It didn't have a, it had crossovers. Corbin says that Batman's superpower isn't his money. Someone hit the flip side panic button and all the big guns start showing up. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. That's not what no. No. Again, I repeat, it, it's world's greatest detective, not world's greatest rich man. <laughs> like I said in the comments, uh, if he's so smart, uh, who cares his parents and who's the Joker? That's all. You can't, you can't figure out who, who Joker is? That's that's rough, man. <laughs> Straight up rough. I thought in was it he knew who it was the whole time. He just didn't want to say because he was keeping it a secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. He's the yin to his yang. He, he can't reveal it or kill him because he's the yin to his yang. You know what's interesting about what you're saying though, taking away from Batman, just whatever. Um, is that you know when you're talking, I was thinking about these like independents, even like you east of west, which had a huge run or like the saga. I mean, saga as itself is an event, right? Like when you think about that and then you pull over some of these writers and you're like, man, uh, you know, like civil war, the first one, even with the tie-ins, I know you're not the tie-ins, but that would, that was brilliant. And I always loved war Kings and all the stuff that was out in the space where they bring in some of your main titles and do backup stories going back and forth for Marvel. I thought that was always pretty good. The problem is they put them on like a 12, you know, eight to 12 week schedule or month schedule. So when you guys were saying like, hey, you know, it seems like they're shortening up. No, no, that's already planned out. It's just like they're telling somebody who is used to writing in independent comics, you know, like four years for their arc. Pretty, I mean, they're not, it's not really an arc, but four years for their event. And they're like, hey, we need an event done in eight months. So how are you going to do that? And a lot of artists aren't prepared when they get to the big two to finish up events in eight months. It just, especially with all the other stuff that's going on, it gets sure. too crazy. And, and unfortunately, every time they hit a home run with something like the House of M or Civil War or, uh, well, I wouldn't know a DC home run, but. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that, no, there was wow. one. There was, I can name one. Moon Knight. That one was really. Was, yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> the Dark Avengers. Yeah. Uh, Dark Side War. <laughs> Dark Side War. Dark Side War was yeah, no, no, amazing. They've had a couple. They've had a couple. Yeah, so it was Infinite Crisis or uh, Identity, yeah, Infinite Crisis. Watchmen? Um, well, Watchmen, that, that wasn't an event, event though. I, yeah, I, can, I get Watchmen and Dark Knight as events, they're not, but I get Blackest Night, but yeah, 
But I don't. Do you think Black and was that good? Maybe not. Hush. I mean, I like Black and Snake. I like Identity Crisis. I know people like it, but what I'm saying is, like, when you think about, like, you think about when you think Marvel, when you think, and on the Marvel side, you're like, okay, cool. Civil War saved Marvel, brought back an event, and then started off the event off, which kind of sucked, but still. But before that, you had Secret Wars, which was great. I mean, if you go on the X Men side, I know, I know, you didn't like, um, what's his name? Uh, Avengers versus X Men. Oh no, that's uh, yeah, all that new stuff's kind of rough. But I'm saying like uh, when uh, Magneto was the and oh onslaught onslaught yeah, but people like kind of nah. people like the onslaught thing. I mean, I know that's they not like great, that but I, I guess for me, I looked at it from a different perspective. From like because I'm looking at I'm looking at the on the the line art uh, first and foremost. And when I saw onslaught, I was just like, yo, this is because that was Joe Mad, right? Yeah, so like every like it looked dope, touched, but it was trash. He touched, I was like, "Yo, this is fire! It's major fire!" So like, like when it came to when it came to a lot of the, a lot of those events, I'm drawn by the the line art and mm. story. I'm just like, "All right, cool. Yeah, this is this is cool. This makes a lot of sense." But damn, the cross hatching! Oh my god, this joke is so pretty! Oh my gosh, I want to look at it some more. Well, then I guess. Three Jokers was a bomb ass book because Faybach did an amazing job. But see, know, that's why, like, I like writing. the storylines better. But that's why, I mean, like, when you talk I'm about Age of Apocalypse, too. I always thought Age of Apocalypse too because they were it was just a different feel and everything for it. I mean, I thought those were great ones. And then, like, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But those little ones, the problem with it is, is that it's, those are good. But if you look at the gapping and how far those are apart, those are what like every eight to ten years you get one good event. Well, they put out. Well, I mean, there was a point at Marvel. I mean, to knock them down a peg, where they were doing three or four events in one year. They're doing uh-huh. eight month events in one year and doing like four of them. What was it? They had that part where they were doing Siege that was backing up to. Oh man, that was a mess. It was like the Dark Avengers Siege. Everybody had an event going on. What the heck was the other one? What was the one where they had all the guys that were super powered up? That whatever piece of garbage that. I mean, look, Marvel Illuminati. made his mistake too, huh? The Illuminati. No, it was the one where they had all like uh, they all got identity. Powers, they all got the Phoenix powers or whatever. Fear, oh, fear itself. Oh, yeah, Phoenix Five. Oh yeah, maybe. But they also Avengers had fear itself, yeah. where they had gotten some weird powers too. In oh, fear yeah. itself, hammers. Uh, yeah. Um, well, they had hammers. what a couple a few years ago. They had access where all the villains became good guys, and the good guys villains, and that backed up into the Civil War two, and then. Which wasn't that the case with Dark Avenger? The Dark Avenger arc was when all the bad guys were good. I mean, that was like the whole part of the mid-break for Civil War. So it's like they've recycled stuff too. Don't don't get it wrong. I mean, I thought was, I thought uh, I thought um, Fear itself was really cool. I thought it was I thought it was fun. I don't know. Maybe I, I I'm just an amateur. No no no. You can like it. I just you know what that was just like that that time they had Siege Siege was still I think finishing up at that time. There was like so many things going on during that time. Siege was just finishing up. They're starting X A vs X, weren't they at the time too? And you oh. had Fear itself. There's so many events going on at that time that it was like, how can you watch all this stuff, dude, or read it all? It was just so like just a bunch of mess together. Because um, I think um, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure AVX came out right before. Um, the uh, fear itself was it? Yeah, but that thing went on forever too. I mean, that really did. Yeah. 
Yeah, I super enjoyed AVX. Yeah, I I really liked that run. I thought it was great, and they had great variants, and and they had great, uh, you know, story. And yeah, I thought the end was a little bit of a letdown, but I I really enjoyed the whole run overall. That's my problem. That's my problem with big events is that very few times do they stick the landing. Very Uh few times. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Well, I wonder where all you guys were in in those in in those years because the, the feedback that if you'd gone to a Diamond Summit at that point, or you gone to any any else, the feedback that you were getting in stores and at Diamond Summits were, what the bleep is this? It's an event on top of an event. I'm sick of all these events. It's eight thousand books. It's crap. We can't do it. You uh-huh. have. That's exactly what everybody is thinking, including. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, so people, I, you didn't hear anybody say like this is were actually good stuff. Maybe when they read them later or something to that effect. But I remember Averts X was the first time I dropped an event for Marvel. I had gone in. I think I grabbed the ones, and then I was into the two, three. I was the third weekend, and I was just like, I can't, I'm done. Like, I can't even do this anymore, man. And I just stopped. I, I cut. Because what is that, too, when uh, X Factor started downturning, too? Because they took what's-his-name off of it. So I got that run done, and the Thunderbolts were getting changed around. So I was like, yeah. But, yeah, That's I mean. That was, what was it? What did you say? Yeah, basically, it used to mean something, but they don't anymore. It's just, yeah, uh, I'm with it. I don't know if that's true. I think you had in the 90s and the 80s, too. There's always bad events throughout it that they were keeping piling on. They just get really but excited. You had some good ones back then, too. Like, what are the like, like you have some, but like, how many would you say? Like, the past, like five off the top of my head that were like decent in the past like 10 years. My you said the decline in actual event, like there's an, the amount of events is even has been either staying the same, in my opinion, even growing. But the amount of quality events that like you can go back and go, okay, that was good. I mean, well, that's what ratio is kind of off. You guys just made two. You guys said Averse X, which is probably in like it's about the last ten years. It's a little bit like right around that time period. Yeah. And you guys just said Fear itself, which is right around that time period too. So you got two right there that you're saying were pretty decent events, right? Like I'm just saying like in 15 years. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, well then you got Oh six. So in 20 years, you got civil war. I, I liked, uh, you know, war of Kings. Cause that was the That's stuff true. that was going That's on true. upstairs. So you really, in the last 20 years out of Marvel alone, you got eight good events. Now hey, they had 20 of to DC. They had 20 events. They had 20 events. Oh, I haven't got there yet. They had 20 events. And yeah, 8 out of 20 is not the best, but they st- you know, they hit one every once in a while. That Hope stuff was good too, man. Like um, You guys forget about, like, uh, before they ruined her when they did Generation Hope and everything like that and just dropped the label altogether, that the, the Massacre stuff was good. They, Marvel had it because they were doing many things too, but then they just, they got too cocky, you know, and then... I think what it is is that with the big two, like, they... Like they were saying, it was just about it's just flooding the market to see okay which one sticks, and then these uh, people are gravitating towards this this event. Uh, let's do this. Um, whereas in the independent film of uh, uh, realm, there are there are events that like made some major uh, major moves, major storyline creation and ramifications and upsets and things like that. It's just that because they're in these on that smaller scale, they are they're not more freedom. Exactly, um, and I and that's why that's why like when it comes to when it comes to the big two, I usually only come back when there is an event. For the rest of the, for the majority of the time, I'm in the independent realm because they come up with that heat on a regular basis, like not day in day out. They drop a fire. Yeah, but what? Okay, so what do you? Because like that's not what I read in my independence. Like I'll read, I read. You know everything, uh, Vaughn. I read. You know I'll read East versus West. 
I would read some of the Kate stuff for a while there. Like I'll read uh, what's his name that does that did Chew now doing the other one. Like that's what I'm reading in Independence. So there's no events to those. They're just they go so the, <laughs> the writer stops writing. You know what I mean? Uh, hey man, I actually didn't get to take a bath today. I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> Sorry. You got those man. bath bombs, do you? I do. Hey, I shot a. I did. I did. I got. I got custom made bath bombs. They're sweet. They're nice. I love them. I show the guys. You got. Y'all can make fun. I know everybody's jealous because y'all don't have a bath that you use just for soaking. I get it. I understand. I didn't always have a bath for soaking too. I was a one bath household at one point too. Not anymore. Now I got three. I look. I get it. I get it. In this house, everybody gets a bath. You get a bath. Everybody gets a bad. No, but I mean that's kind of it. Like the independence, like I, I know they've had small ones or whatever, but even like you know, crossover right now that that's showing out there. Yeah. I guess you could call that an event, but realistically, what's it gonna go? You know, you're gonna go if it goes eight to twelve, I like it. But like if it doesn't and my thing is like with the events is when um in uh an invincible wow <laughs> really maybe really? I should be going uh, detective. I'm about to get out of here. I, I hate this place. <laughs> Um, uh, in the, uh, when he had to fight the rest of the people from uh, the origin planet in uh, and, and Walking Dead, the the Negan saga, you know, yeah. like those, those those events, like that, those were some major things. It's just that, like like you were saying before, there's not enough longevity for for it to be considered an event in the in in, in the realm of of the big two. Yeah, but doesn't that kind of the problem with doing those small arc events too in the independence is doesn't it always end up like burning out the book? Like like The Walking Dead's a perfect example of that. Same thing with Incredibles, same thing with like I mean well, I'm sorry, that's two Kirkman's. I shouldn't just because Kirkman does a good job at doing the arc event, like I get it, but like eventually it becomes the same at hat type thing, right? I mean, that, I think you see it across the board, either if you're in, and I know that the big two is on a schedule, right? Because they have this formula. They've seen it work for a couple things, so they want it, and they want it to work a certain way. And Marvel, by the way, uh, look, uh, for Corbin, like, Marvel is the worst at it because they've had the most success at it. So they will yes. destroy you after it because they will do the terrible 18 tie-ins, which, by the way, Age of Apocalypse, I think I'm working my third run of the original Age of Apocalypse now in mint condition. Like I still love it, and I read it every time I collect it. So I and it takes up a long box. Well, long box and a half because there's so many books. But with that being said, it's not done right. They redid that Age of Apocalypse too. They tried to hit it again, and it just it's garbage. That was garbage, you know. I mean, but then you see here successes like Death of Wolverine. Like people love that little. It's yeah. a, it's like a mini event, and I think if they keep doing mini events, look. I heard you guys talk about what the comic book paper and what's ruining that too. The the truth of the matter is, it's not even pirating. There's no ads. Okay, the only time that comic books ever had any positive revenue, it wasn't sales. That's not what drives the revenue. It's ads. Ads what drives the revenues. Yeah. It's it's a it, ads make tons of money. That's how it works. My whole point on that whole discussion though was it wasn't necessarily pirating. It was just how much money is being left on the table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, I think you know what. I guess it's were, a, but it's the same. You're right. They were right. Are are awesome. Which I shout out to you guys in the chat for having a great time with us. You guys are awesome. I love you guys for coming in and busting our balls, and <laughs> you know, and I love it. And you know, and I, but I, it's just like, I guess it's just like any media. Actually, goddamn it, I was too busy fucking being yeah, nice yeah. to our audience. I forgot what my point was. Never mind. No, but I mean that's wow. it. They have to go back. Like even with the, even with the stuff like the sites you were saying you're using. I think if somebody was smart enough to pitch it. 
And like, you can't pitch it like this, but if they're real, uh, you know what? We're going to sell ad space on it. And guess what? The people who are bootlegging it still have to show your ads. There is a shitload of ads. There's all these naked. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's all the, the bootleg ads. What I'm saying yeah. is like in the book, <laughs> that site that you were showing, I'm not saying that's a bootleg site. I'm just saying in that <laughs> site, it's a scan. They scan the book. That's what they do. Guess what? You just calculated how to sell it. Doesn't matter about our distribution because that was the biggest thing with Comicron and everything too. Like our distribution versus our print run, right? Like that's the reason why they count distribution is because they want actual delivery portions of it minus returns from newsstands. And that's a whole different conversation on how the advertising world works. But with this, they could pitch to advertisers. By the way, look, this site right here, 3.2 million views or whatever Venom thing I did. I was 360 people on COD, man. I just jumped on because I wanted to save my man before he has a heart attack about Batman being a detective. Listen, listen, <laughs> I was about to lose the, I appreciate you for that. Yeah, I was, these guys were trying, but that's trying what I'm saying. my like, life. That would be kind of cool. Like that might be a way that they could get in stream revenue. But do you remember this? Like they're not going broke anytime soon, right? Like it doesn't matter if people are showing up to the parks or nothing. Their stock, if you don't own their stock, it's doing really well right now, man. Let me tell you, uh, they ain't going no place. They are going no place. And that's all that matters. Yes. You have a question, sir? Well, oh, my sure. point was it wasn't necessarily. I was touching like my arm. My fault. DC or Marvel, but. You in the front. It's more of a trickle down to the artists and the writers. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, I like what you guys said. I didn't. I tried to turn off the Wonder World, uh, Wonder Woman stuff because we've watched it in halves too. And anybody who thinks you should go back to theaters, <clears throat> that's just because they can't get dates and they think they'll get dates. Hey, 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 I'm not an old person. I want to get people. Right. You can't replace it. You, you, you go off with me, man. I like that, Marco. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I didn't even you guys say because I'm not through yet. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying, like, uh, <laughs> that's what you're talking about. Come on, Wazad. Watch movie, Jim, because I need to turn that. I'm not getting the experience watching it at home. I'm just not. I gotta get my popcorn, not that cheap dollar store stuff. Maybe if I had a wife and kids and a family, you know. No, Gonzo, that didn't happen, Gonzo. You're making up stuff, Gonzo. I ain't get owned. I ain't get owned. Can I give you a little bit of advice? You you said you don't want the dollar popcorn stuff. Just like Gonzo hit me up with the Bath and Bodies. That's not where I get my uh my bombs, my bath, dude. I get the custom made stuff. There's some great custom made popcorn too. You can get. You can just get on top of that. It's not even that expensive. It's like me and Batman right like now. 10 bucks. Aside from being that. great detectives, me and Batman got one thing in common right now, Marco. No, I got no money. We poor. We poor. <laughs> we poor. Okay. I'll send you something. Right. I guess. I mean, I can more Christmas cheer. All right. I'm we got about three days it. left in the holiday. All right. All right. Dude, you can go to the. I too also to the don't know. Hey guys. I also don't know the greatest ide- the great the nemesis of the, my identity of my greatest nemesis. I don't Characters know that. Do some right. custom, locally groomed popcorn so he can have a great experience. Yeah, yeah dude. Fish grease in mine. That's custom. Did you, they, hey, they got some. Ba- There's some that they do with this uh, great bacon grease and stuff like that, and a little bit of chocolate. Oh yeah, Santa Claus. Santa Claus in my wife's stocking got uh, this custom made stuff. It, it's with bacon grease, and then they do it, and it's got the caramel. Why is Gonzo coming for me right now? Sorry, Marco. Gonzo, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm just all I'm saying is that theaters are an important part of the industry. People like myself desperately need them. 
right? I pray to God not my going to is not watching this show right now. It's, <laughs> it's fucking bacon popcorn, and she's going to be. Oh so, yeah, they used to the bacon popcorn. You you know, come, I didn't get no goddamn bacon popcorn. Yeah, good, I can't, though, hey, I got a happy life, man. So I keep my wife always happy, dude. That's all oh, I'm saying. I've heard of bacon popcorn. My old lady her mind. <laughs> what are people doing right now? Laying in bed watching Wonder Woman, knowing that it was the first day it was out. I watched it first showing right when it came out. I was laying in bed, all snuggled up, all warm with my with my new Mando Grogu shirt on. Fucking lazy, man. That's not fair. That's not exciting. That's sad. No, no, I don't get out there. And I actually don't even popcorn, popcorn. Had some tamales. You want to watch the, the previews and oh man! No, look, okay, you, you can't get that. At, look, this is what you get when you get theater. Real quickly, girl will be like, "Hey, quickly. you here for the movie too?" I'm, I'm okay. Wait, my real name, quickly. My name's Corbin. Corbin, here it is. Movie. Here, here. Just let me give you a little advice. See this? This is what you get when you eat at home. What you get when you take her out to date at that place is some snot no sixteen year old going like this. And stick their hey, hands hey, out. Hey, 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 Would you like butter with that? I don't, I don't, no, no, no. I, don't go, I don't go there with a date. I go there to find a date. My yeah, no, 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 no. Find a date in the dark. It's dark. You slide in. You're like, oh, I, I know a lot about water. Oh, who, who am I? Oh, I'm Corbin. Nice to meet you. What happens, Corbin, though, everybody else there is on date. Hey, girl, what you doing? I'm here with this dude right here. <laughs> the dude's going to get her popcorn. By the way, if she's eating popcorn from the popcorn lady, no. Hey, look, even, I I smuggle in my own stuff to movie theaters anyways because I'm not eating their food. It's not that I can't afford it. I'm just not eating the snot-ridden kids. I have friends that work there, man. I work crappy jobs, too. I know what goes on. But let me tell you. That, no, 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 yeah. not eating no snotty popcorn. Exactly. No, that's why when I go to movies out here, I go to the Alamo. I'm trying to get litty. I'm gonna sit up there drinking an IPA, and yeah, I'm you can't. I got kicked out the Alamo. You can't talk at the Alamo. You can't, you're, you're gonna finish those popcorn, maple bacon popcorn. I got maple bacon on my burger, but son, like that's what I'm eating. I'm not sitting up there going there for no popcorn. Can I have your number? Hey, listen. <laughs> Corbin ain't coming back. Corbin, dude, you're getting hit. Come on, give it to me. <laughs> hey, 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 girl, hey, what are you here for? You watch a fucking movie with my kids. What the fuck do you think I'm here for? <laughs> uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, are you by yourself? You guys are a bunch of old people. It's not cool. <laughs> Go out there you and enjoy the movie. Police. Police. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not I'm a old. creeper. <laughs> There's a game. I have game. I have theater game. Okay? No, you do not. A small popcorn, you get a thing of peanut M&Ms and a large Coke. That's when I'm getting, that's my ready for war meal. Corbin, I'm going to give you my best dating fine oh, woman advice no, in the world. This is going to be funny. This is going to be funny. Go ahead. You take, you take a piece of cardboard and you write good listener on it and you dangle that, you hang that right around your neck and, and you dress in some nice clothes, like nice clothes and like shower first and get all cleaned up. You get a little trim going and then you go to the grocery store and you get a pint of Haagen-Dazs and you get a bottle of wine and you put them in your cart and you walk around for 30 fucking minutes and you continue <laughs> up and down between that aisle of wine and Hagen dazs And sooner or later, you will find a girlfriend 
I promise you, sooner or later, you will find someone that wants to talk. Don't I take that advice. Please don't take that advice. I promise. It's not you, good advice. Hey, all I'm saying is, hey, Corbin, Dave, what are you doing four here? Four days in a movie hey, theater, watching all the Marvel stuff, and you got nowhere. Yeah. So I think I think your plan of trying to find a woman at the movies is flawed, and you need to go back to the drawing board. Well, it's it's it's, it's just a lot of chicks sweeping up the popcorn. Right. Okay, let's here? let's even throw the girls out of it. Movie theater is still an essential part of the industry. You can't. It's like throwing out <laughs> digital comics. Not old people may not like them, but you need them. <laughs> yeah, that's about right that's about right oh man the chat's on fire I, i'm i'm sorry i missed the first half because if it was this good i would have stayed in there wasn't no, <laughs> no it wasn't. hey if there was a dude there was a dude on twitter that was doing that i think it was either in new york or in the bay and he was sit up there and he was sitting next to like pretty girls on on the train and in the subway and just sit there and be like, hey, and he opened his backpack, he made a table, and he put on flowers, and he had food and everything like that. And he was just like, you want to have a date with me? That's cool. Hey, even Pee Wee Herman went to the movies by himself. Hey, look. <laughs> hey, who is Pee Wee Herman? That's the problem. Oh, gosh. You don't know who Pee Wee Herman is? Oh, what's wrong with you there? Uh, <laughs> he's the dude that was spanking it uh, at a movie theater. Once again, the reason why you don't go to movie theaters because of Pee Wee Herman. You don't want Pee Wee Herman to happen. No. You really don't know what Pee Wee Herman is? I've seen it. It's a TV show. Yeah. 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 I've just never watched it. I reckon yeah, you know why he went to jail? He went to jail? No. Mm. Somebody yeah. stole his bike. Do, 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 do your research, son. Okay, I'm going to look yeah. it up now. Yeah. No, don't look it up now. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you, Wait, just Pee Wee Herman jail? Yeah, yeah. I guess look you could up, do that. Look up Paul Rubens. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> there we go. I've seen him before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the blacklist he was in. Okay. The wait, guy where? from the hamburger tree. Oh, 1991 arrest. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's not say wait. <laughs> <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> he he offered offer to do a children's benefit to take care of. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyways, moving on. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, that's funny. Every the yeah. word of the day. Butter is popcorn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Picking up dates. The more you know. Rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, don't believe the stuff you see about dating on the internet too. I highly doubt that works. I've seen people try to do it before in public and it is not what it looks like on the internet. I will tell you that. Usually not people just laugh at you and then some girl goes, no, please don't. <laughs> no, don't do that. Please, <sighs> just don't. Don't. You'll be all right. I can't man. get the idea of Corbin going, hey girl, what you up to tonight? Hey, you watching? In the movie theater. You know what they're doing. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> what is the icebreaker there? Well, uh, the iceberg yeah. usually you watch the preview. You, got, girl? you just kind of laugh really loud at the end of a pump. That's what you do. You leave them hanging. Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so even what, the internet, you like, well, you got to manufacture stop. one. You know what I mean? Once I drop, once once I drop my M and M's, but they fell behind the seat and. I couldn't pick them up. Then I stopped doing that. But I used to just drop. Hey, something. girl, can you get my M and M's off the ground for me? Wow. 
Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're not going to make fun of Corbin anymore. It's all match.com. <laughs> Anyways, comic book events. Yes. They, we need to have a comic book event. We need when, when they open back up, we need to do a comic book dating where we take these single dudes out and do a speed dating round and see if we can get a couple of them dates. We need to do this is my second not good. Picking up chicks at the fucking movie. No, we're not doing that. No, no, no. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Man. I think I think we're moving on from my segment. We're we're I, I, I was gonna ask you this. So like <laughs> if you <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, I probably shouldn't have come on because we got off the real no, chat's, hey, chat's lit. But... Anchor, you wanna see my Snickers? <laughs> hey. Hey. So like what would you do? I mean the, the question though with the events though, like my only theory with it is, is this you do one big event. And then if you want the individual characters in the big two, you let them have a three-month event. That's it. They can do four yeah. weeks, six weeks total for it, done. Keep those small ones. And that way you don't have to have the crossovers all the time. And the bleeding crossovers, I think, is what kills us on those those events, mm-hmm. right? That's what the big part is. Like, yeah. make the story solo. I, I hate crossover shit. I, I, uh, that swords, that newest one with the swords, I got in by oh. issue two. I was like, I'm done. I'm not buying 40 fucking books of <laughs> 10 different titles for this freaking, this storyline. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Oh, man. Everybody got are... jokes. Look at him. He's trying to come after everybody. <laughs> Oh, okay. At least they equal opportunity right now. But I was going to say, like, qu- quality over quantity. Make it like two events a year. I, I guess the industry. I think it's too many. And don't rehash because I didn't read Civil War 2. But, like, if you already did a good job of Civil War 1, why do we, we don't need another? Exactly. It wasn't something we asked for. And no. we've actually had a good thread going that Judah continued. And that's my thing, too. Even with Batman. Like, if you're going to do one, make sure that you are in a space where you can do some real ramifications. <laughs> what the fuck? Jesus. All right, we got to go on to the next topic because we're going to lose <laughs> this topic. What's our next topic? Because we're this losing done. The chat, the chat back is killing us, too. The chat is the killing chat us. Is, yeah, they crazy tonight. Man. <laughs> I'm glad to see everybody. Glad to see you guys got your packages in, too. Or your mail. Thank you, here. Marco, again. I meant to, Yes. I, I didn't see it. if you guys got them in or not, but I assume because I saw that book over there. Well, and... mine got me. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Got a funny story. I screwed up. Well, why don't you tell the story right now? Yeah, tell the yeah. story now. It's a funny so, story. So yesterday, I had a, a a neighbor. I never. Uh, someone knocked on the door, and was it a girl? Like, Please tell me it was a girl. It was, but it was. Oh, you got was, a date? No, because it was her husband who asked her to bring them over here. <laughs> trying to swing. She, she, <laughs> it was close. She was like, "Hi, um, is this this piece of mail was was given to me, but this address doesn't exist. And you guys, are the closest address to it, um, I don't know who is directed to." It. And it said CBB, and I was like, "Oh, actually, I think that's mine." And so I went and took it, and it was I'm 61 South 132nd Street. It was addressed to 62 South 132nd wow. Street. But Did everybody get that. Yeah, I was just about to say, hey, man, H. Hey. <laughs> but, yeah, she it, it almost felt like a dream. She was nice. It was beautiful. I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Oh. Hey, so you see what husband. I try to do for you? You see what I try to do for you? Yeah. I, do it all. I can't do it all. I try to help you out, man. You just hurt well, yourself. She said that her husband told her that, you know, because she was going to throw it away, and her husband oh. told her that. Yeah, I was like, you know, my thing is, you wouldn't return to the post office. You're going to throw it away? And her husband told her to go find, you know, go see if it was over here. So she came over, and hey, babe, that's we got, I got my package books. in the mail. Throw that shit away. 
Yeah, you should be throwing those books away, man. Oh, I, I would be kind of mad about that. Uh, yeah, I would never have known because it would never have gotten to. Yeah. Me. You know, we have these crazy addresses here in Arizona. It was Point being Marco. It would have been a match made in heaven right there because oh, that would have been time. like, "Hey, baby, I ain't gonna throw you away." Uh, what's up? Well, I know a lot of people have been having big time troubles with the mail recently. Some people are getting their package in two days, and some people are getting the same, you know, s- stuff sent to them in two months. So there's no rhyme or reason with how bad it is right now. Wow. No, I'm still waiting on all my spawn stuff from the order six months ago. And now they're like, oh, by the way, we might have to ship it out in three separate boxes. I'm like, oh, oh man. No, with me. Do you think some of this is like stuff that's like. Doing. What? Exactly. What are you doing? <laughs> Looking at the next topic, waiting waiting to move on. Letting you guys talk. Texting. Hey, yeah. do you guys. Do, so they like to me too. Do you guys think some of this is like people like oversold or stuff like that, and they're just trying to get their stock back in? Because there's some things that I've seen that haven't been up for a while. It's like, wait a minute, I mailed like I mailed that stuff to Arizona a month ago, probably to you guys, something like that, and then it just comes in okay. I can, I can get that. Like I, I know where my other stuff is because I took the hit on that other stuff and it got there finally. But it's that's a whole mess with eBay. But like. I also know there's other stuff that we're supposed to get that's supposed to ship from down the street and it hasn't come in in two months. And I'm like, oh, I think you just, you, uh, you're either trying to backfill or something like that. So, I mean, just watch out what you do and make sure you got the insurance on it because somebody might throw your package out, not go over to CBV. Right, what the fuck? We're just going to throw it away. We're just going to throw it away. I would have come out to Arizona. At least open it and look at it first. That if you're gonna it's, throw it away. Yeah, there. <laughs> I, I don't mean, do what normal why. people do. It. Open it first. Like Pete, realize it's yeah. not what you want, and then take it to your neighbor. I'm I'm hoping she was just trying to make herself sound like more of a good Samaritan. Cause I don't that doesn't make any sense to me. It wasn't even like it was a pretty. It was like me. It was like a pretty big package, just like me. It was decent. Wow. Was like, wow. <laughs> beep beep. Okay. Yeah, well, like stop it. That in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen. Man? I don't do these jokes often. I had to get my one in and out. All right, let's go. Wow. I'm trying to I'm trying to help I'm trying to help this young blood all the time. Like, and, like she came over with a package. You don't think she wanted to pick something else up? Like I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, I, I, I picked my books. But she got a husband and everything like that. I showed her the door. Yeah, yeah. I ain't messing with I that. I showed her the door. No, you probably <laughs> tell the truth. You go. Hey, do you want to watch Batman Revenge or whatever? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's forever, Marco. Forever. forever. Get it straight, no, man. I told you to stop saying that. Even my wife came and was like, do not do that anymore. I was like, don't do it. You're never going to get a date. Like, come on, man. All right, hey, listen. Hey, you want to watch Batman Forever with me? Like, <laughs> oh. like, I got it on VHS if you like it best. Well, too. no, I hit up. I tried to tell a girl I'm, two weeks ago that Iron I'm Man 3 you. was a Christmas movie, and then she stopped Focus talking. your grocery shopping in between those two aisles. <laughs> it will pay off. I am not kidding. Once again, Why? read the comments. Please, we'll come for you if you do that. Did you read the comments? They, somebody, yeah, they come for you. Uh, all right. What yeah, do we got? Raymond, 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 you're shopping. You're just grocery shopping. Yeah, shout out to Raymond who is is working. Yeah, shout out to the real ones. Industry. Definitely, oh, definitely uh, we know it's not you guys. We know yeah. it's you know what's going on and all the craziness. I know John Z's brother also works for the post office. And man, yeah, you, you definitely I mean, need some so more help and ten billion packages. So. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's a mess. Once again, I hope to everybody. By the way, oh, okay, because I got this email from people too. When I said tip 
your male people. You cannot just go in and hand them cash, man. They cannot take it. You have to do it on the sly, dude. You can't just be like, oh, some guy on the internet told me to give you some money. No, that's not how it works, man. You gotta go hey, like, Marco, oh, would you, you um, tell everybody to give me money then? Yeah, please give Kyle money. Like, you got to give him, like, a Christmas card or something to that effect. You can't just go in there and just start handing out bills or do, like, the palm, shake your hand, how you doing today thing. Do, you do not walk I mean, into like, your post office. We have a community give- area post office or uh, mailboxes here. So it's down the street. It's every, you know, everybody's, you don't actually, your mailman doesn't come to the door here. <clears throat> yeah, mine doesn't come to the door either. I have a mail. No, I don't want them. I, I, I don't want them walking around mail. And we don't have the same mail dude, every mail person every day. It's like different people every day. Hey, that's not so. Just fine, dude. What is this? What you're doing? You're crying that you're not going to give the mail person some little a little Christmas. We just saw our man in there say how tough it is delivering packages. He's working 16 hours a day. Give the guy some hot chocolate or some buttered popcorn or something. Who cares? Do something for him. I gotta save my popcorn for the girl. Hey, you know what I did to my mail person? I went happy holidays. (laughs) (laughs) You said you didn't know who it was. (laughs) Now you do. Liar. Oh man, I think I think what we need to do is actually ride I did to my brother-in-law bail person. We got to ride around in a pickup truck with one of those uh, those uh, uh, shirt bazookas from uh, from the NFL and NBA games, and just have shirts that say "Thank you" on it with like twenty dollars in there, and just be like, "Hey, we're on the road," and just like, "Hey, you guys are doing a good job." <laughs> I'm in on that. I'm in on that. Whoever wants to do that, I'm ready. I can do that. That was no, that fun. thank you so much. <laughs> Phoenix police shoot four guys driving around in a truck, shooting people out of the back of the truck. Do remember, do remember, uh, you cannot bribe federal employees. It is a federal offense. Just say, please, but you can shoot them with a shirt gun. Please don't throw cash at federal employees. Please do not do that. Your shirt gun and stuff it full of ones, and just all of a sudden a poof, and there's this. You got this guy up there. Hey, how you doing? He'd be like, Hey, you doing? Dollar bills. <laughs> Marco said, "Made it rain." Made yeah. it rain. See, see, there you go. Do not, yeah, don't, don't throw dollar bills at federal. You, it, no, and you cannot, and you also can't shoot projectiles at them either. Really <laughs> funny. Not just at uh, federal agents, at regular people as well. Yeah, well, you know, if you're if you're in the store and you've got Hagadas and some wine, that's that's that really that's really go getters right there too. Hagadas and wine. What you, what message are you sending out? I'm not, Marco told me to give you this. I'm not trying to get myself in trouble with that's about really this. Hey, we about to get warm and cozy, baby. Like, want to get warm and cozy with somebody eating ice cream next to you? Like, I'm I'm good with no. And cozy because it's cold. That ice. Cream. If if you don't know that wine and ice cream are comfort foods for a lot of women that may or may not have recently broken up, that is your loss, Marco. That is your <laughs> loss. No, it's probably. I, I, I always keep, wait, 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 wait. I always keep my women happy, dude. I don't need what ice cream and wine, bro. <laughs> What's up? What's up? I'm gonna I'm start looking at the wine aisle. Okay. 
yeah go for barefoot is that still a thing barefoot wine i don't know if it is can we Whatever. can we take a minute just to appreciate he said i'm gonna start lurking the wine aisle i'm gonna start you know, like patrolling like into to hang the out over there. To, to, to talk about this he it can't Hey, it can't be worse than lurking in movie theaters going, what up, baby? You want some butter on your popcorn? Like, that can't be. I will say that. I dropped my M&M's. Hey, I dropped my M&M under your seat. Could you pick it up for me? No, man. The last on. thing I said was for The Invisible Woman. That was the last movie. And I was like, oh, this should you be good. my right? m oh, And then she I said, think. yeah. And then I didn't know where to go with that. What's your big con? No, 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 for real, for real. What is your big con and what month is it usually in? Because I'm going, I'm taking him there, and I'm, I'm filming him in – I will pay. I'll be put on the event to have a dating thing for it. We're gonna speed date. I've been to one. No, 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 no. We we coach it up. May our big one is in May. May. Yeah. All right. I'm down. I'm down. All right. We're in it. We gonna rent out the theater. We gonna have. We gonna have the intel. You know, in your right. You gonna sit up there and be like, all right, Carver. All right, this is a good I one. got game. It just doesn't work. Red shirt, black hair, and a ponytail. Five buck Chuck. Tell her you got some five buck Chuck in the car. Five <laughs> buck Chuck. Whatever she wants. Right, she wants. Nice she looks white. You got the Chardonnay. You got the more low five dollar Chuck. You got the whatever. Right, no, 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 no. Wine and Hagen dolls. I'm telling you, fam. Y'all got y'all got Trader Joe's out there, right? So 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 Corbett opens up his trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> And it's got wine and Hagen dazs and his Snickers bar. Well, I'm just saying, if if this is gonna happen, we might as well start begging for super chats now, so we can at least bill a Corbin out of jail when you guys. Put him <laughs> well, yeah, we will. <laughs> hey, look, the, the police officers out there are very nice. I've had my fair share of dealings with them, and uh, uh, they leave you. They'll leave you outside or inside for a very long time and take their time processing work. So it and it gets very expensive. So we will pay, foot the bill for him going to jail. It'll be worth it. Please memorize it. my number so you Expe- can Especially if, if Solo is the one giving him the, the advice of what to do. Like he's what that be one town? Solo been having my back today. I got a six for Solo. All I'm saying, bro, is that you know you, you need some eggs. So you go and you get eggs. And then you take a lap down the wine Thank aisle. You, and then you need you need bacon. So then you go and you get bacon. And then you do a lap down the ice cream How aisle. You even have a girlfriend. You know, and you just keep doing that. Yeah. Right. So You'll what you're saying right. is like when you grow grocery shopping to get groceries for your house, then you go, hey, baby, I'm buying groceries. Why don't you come on over to see how my fridge is stocked? Like, how does that work? No, 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 no. Like, who are you picking you up? Be smart that. Like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I love that ice cream. Oh, those are real nice shoes you got. And then you talk about shoes for a while. And then it's not that hard. You go to this Harkins regularly? I, I got some lines. I got some lines. How about King and Black issue two? You got this. You go to this Harkins regularly. <laughs> you know what Harkins is. Hey, try, try Trader Joe's. Hey, this is try the Whole Foods and the Trader Joe's. I think you'll do better there. Yeah, let's let's step the game up, cuz. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Harkins is, but it sounds not sounds you never been to a Harkins theater? I think I think you and Adonis need to spend less time at the basketball court and more time at the grocery store because <laughs> he needs to teach you a thing to do. I gotta be I gotta be his wingman at the moment. Yeah. Right, first of all, and don't tell don't say anything about Batman Forever or Dodgeball. <laughs> as cool as you think those two things are 
it ain't gonna work. No, that's not what works, dude. Gotham by gaslight. Oh, don't even say gaslight. No. Oh. Solo's pickup line though. I like your shoes. <laughs> hey, hey, if you I'm not kidding. If you know if you know about female shoes and you compliment them on their shoes, you just worked your way into a 45 hey, minute conversation. Where'd you get those hey, shoes? Look, I don't know what the women are like. I don't know what the women are like down in Arizona, but yeah, <laughs> they must be hurting um, for dates, dude. They just gotta be hurting for dates. No, that works anywhere. No, women love not. shoes. You not gotta find out though. what they like. They don't want to talk about what you like. You know why? Because nobody likes Gotham by Gas. You, you like up, it. Maybe. Up, here, up here, if you go, hey, baby, I got a gallon of haagen -Dazs. I like your shoes. That does not play out here. No, that does not. Oh, oh, you can't just say it like that, that Marco. Those, those ones they sell at the um, at the theater. Those um, little dykes. Bomb -bomb. Those, no. They're not <laughs> <laughs> Ice cream bites. They're called bites. No. Forget the movie theater, man. They have to get you out of jail now. They're going to come to your house because they're going to get you out of jail. Your bites? Dibs, dibs, dibs. Dibs, yeah. Dibs. Oh, man. Sorry, it was close. I was I was thinking DI dibs. I could share my dibs, but they melt real quick. Actually, they're probably more of a solitary thing. All I'm saying is, but your honor, I know about female shoes. I'm in. There you go. It's you're out. Nice shoes, your honor. I was talking about shoes. Forty five minutes later, I'm getting pushed under the ground. All right. She didn't even see the free candy sign on my white van. Holy interesting people. All right. What do we got, Matt? Kyle, what were you trying to transition to, Kyle? I don't even remember. King and Black 2? Yeah. <laughs> There's an event book for you, Corbin. What? King and Black. <laughs> I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> so break it down for us, Matt. What's going on with King and Black? It's actually a pretty interesting issue. Uh, Yeah, it's the death of Eddie Brock. Is it a... And it's yeah, interesting it that in the back of the um, well, I mean, that's the big thing. It's the death of Eddie Brock, and pretty much Null is he's the badass that everyone went, pretty much running like track. What? What'd you say? I don't know. It's if Null is the badass everyone thought he was going to be. He's pretty much whooped everyone's ass so far. Uh, they come up with this this plan to try and. <clears throat> save Eddie Brock's life after being dropped off a building by taking the symbiote and the codex from one of the dragons and injecting it into him and it doesn't take. And then of course, Dylan, they figure out Dylan is the key to all this and controlling symbiotes. And so they're going to try to do something with Dylan moving forward. But, um, the big now question I know is, why your uh, comic book review show did so well. Yep. The big question is, is it, is it the end of Eddie Brock? Is this the end of Eddie Brock's time as, Venom. Hmm. <clears throat> like for I, mean, I think Dylan's gonna have something that's gonna help bring him the, back. I think so. Yeah, something. I can't see him. I'm just off in Eddie Brock. I read I read issue one. Um I haven't said uh, read issue two yet. <laughs> um and I I I enjoyed issue one. I thought it was fun. Obviously, I like the line art. Stegman does a really good job. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, is Eddie Brock going to be gone for real? Like we were talking about earlier about the events and everything like that. Like, is there going to be a real thing that has ramifications henceforth? Or is this going to be, yeah. Like making death permanent in comics? What? Not a chance. Exactly. I'll still be back. Stacy died. He stayed dead. Who? Captain Stacy. Yeah. 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 One in 50 years. Congratulations, Kyle. All you guys to quit talking. No, uh, like I said, you got one in fifty years. That's 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 that's, that's awesome. Isn't that like this thing though? Isn't that the thing with Venom and with Brock? Like, how many times has somebody else taken the Venom mantle so far? Yeah, like it seems like every five years. Somebody yeah, well, Matt, uh, what Gro- Grogan, the Scorpion, and then Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a single one, too. And then they kind of do the. I mean, when you really think about some of the like. Other breakoffs of the symbiotes; those were kind of used as add-ins to get away. Well, from the, there's some of those breakoffs are coming back. Like didn't they do a, um, a, a side issue with um, not Mania, but who's the other female one from Planet Scream or something like that? Yeah, Scream. Yeah. yeah, there's there's something for uh, Planet Venom, Planet Venom or something like that. There's a uh, a tie-in issue. Yeah, so. I could see that's what I kind of see is like you know how they did the spider verse. Then what if they do like the venom verse? All of a sudden you're gonna do the venom verse and it's gonna be who's the who was the cop? Um Venom that uh that he's gonna be fucking shit up. He became anti venom. Um no or toxin, I mean. Uh was it toxin? No, toxin was uh that was Matt Grogan. Okay. Or Mark Grogan, that was Scorpion, yeah. Where he he had like it was it was uh, I think it was blue on top and then red on the top. Um, but I, I, he and he was a police officer that uh, he was helping Spider-Man a lot when they were when a lot of these different spawns of the symbiote were going on and Spider-Man was go, like battling them. Um, I forgot his name, but uh, Clayton Crane was the one that was doing the artwork for this, so that that's why I remember it. Um, Damn, I just can't remember the name of that one. Hold up. I'll be back. (laughs) I I agree with Eric, though. Hold, please. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I mean, do we know if Donny Cates is moving on to a different book after after this event, or is he going to keep going in on this book? What was, was this the book that, I'm sorry, um, I think he's got a point here. But wasn't this the point he wanted to? What else did he want to do besides Venom? There's one other book that he wanted to do besides Strange. He's already got Strange done. He already did Venom. Now that was the second one. Wasn't there one third property that he wanted to write on? Didn't he say he wanted to go to DC and do Swamp Thing? Maybe. But I thought there was one more Marvel property he wanted to do before he leaves. There's a a lot of speculation that he's going to go to to Spider-Man, but I don't see that happening. Why not? Especially with all the talk, well, because they're talking, they're finishing up the, um, the last remain storyline that they're going through right now, and I believe Spencer is staying on that book, and he's Spider Man's getting a new costume, they're teasing a new costume for him, and and all these changes to that book. So, I believe Spencer's staying on as a writer as Ugh. as a of ASM. Yeah. But, well, that doesn't that doesn't mean they can't do a spectacular or something else, and right. Another Spider-Man type book with him, which I mean, I don't know. I mean, look, Donny Cates is great for business, right? And he's good for whatever. I just, after like 
in arc i'm done with his books and i mean that's just he's he doesn't just because he takes baths doesn't mean we have anything in common you know what i mean <laughs> but i this donny cates's work though thor venom has there been any other writer who's had more speckable books this year than cates no I, like i said he's good for business like he really is but like i mean <clears throat> it's also tough because i like to buy and sell multiple copies of stuff i read and i don't read much cates unfortunately and the, not... the, the crazy thing with this series though is it seems like there's more <laughs> speckability in the the tie-ins and one-offs than there are in the actual main main story yeah because you're getting the the carnage no the spider gwen or gwenum mary jane carnage the king in black you're getting the new valkyries and the valkyrie spinoff so it's it just seems like there's more speculability in the side stories with this event than the main title yeah yeah i mean look you know it's interesting it, he keeps the market when he started when venom started coming out when he started do actually even when strange was coming out but you start hearing things stuff started to move and you knew strange was a short-term thing but it was cool domination and whatever i actually did like that i have you know i read that series because i liked him in the arcs i even read his guardians of the Galilee guardian the galaxy stuff which is good but like when he got onto venom it was like i mean right off the door stuff people were speculating off of what he was going to do the thor stuff came up everything like that and he knew there was a movement already so i mean if he keeps like somebody just put in the comments like if he wants to do asm he'll get an asm title and i think that would i mean for comic book people i think that's great on two storms what one people will talk about because people do like him even though he can't finish an ending people like his books can't never, stick it yeah he can't but you know who cares uh, you know there's not he's not the only one that's in that case but he actually does he writes some good arcs like he really does if you like him or dislike him there's at least an arc or two you can find when he goes on long tangents just like i do you might not like all the stuff i talk about you might hate some of the stuff i talk about like people crying at luke but every once in a while he hit a home run and that's how he is too some of his arcs are great and you'll get something off of him every once in a while i think he'll keep doing that even if he goes over to dc I think his idea is he wants to be the first writer to do DC, Marvel, and independent. He wants to be like Lee, right? He just wants to cross everything and just write whatever he wants and use all the characters he wants to use and and call it a day on that. And why wouldn't you let him? You know, like we always talk about all the problems in the marketplace, right? And if you got a guy that's selling books, if it's because he's a self-promoter, if it's because he writes good arcs, it's because people like him because he's popular. Um, I, you know, whatever the case is, why you like him, he sells books. That's the bottom line. He sells them for independence. He sells them for for Marvel. And if you can sell them for Marvel, I'm assuming you could probably sell something for DC too. So, correction real quick. Adonis just put it in the chat. Yeah, Toxin is who he was talking about. And I was thinking of um, Annie, or Virus. I just got introduced a couple issues ago. Who do but, you, go ahead. What, Sorry, so I was going to say, I think King in Black is going to lead to to the to something that we saw at the back of an issue with Thor, I think King of Black's going to lead, lead us here. Hmm. Oh, I love that part. So I don't know. I think I, I think this is just the start of of things. With say what book that is, because not everybody can see your screen. Um, I can't remember what issue of Thor it's in. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. Thor number six. Okay. So last page of Thor number six. And then it also became the second print. It's the cover for the second print of Thor number yeah. six. Yeah. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yanzo got it. Yep. 
I, I think that's where we're leaving with that. Anywhere. He's got way too many storylines built up to to leave. Well, he doesn't have to. That's well, weren't you guys talking about Kate's leaving? Well, he's exclusive to Marvel, so yeah. he's not leaving to go anywhere, but it's just a matter of if he leaves the, the book. Is he yeah, leave what we're talking about. And move on to something else. He'll still continue to write the null shit either way, which will always be part of the Venomverse, right? It's kind of stuck there. It's got to be part of it. Yeah, I mean, what if he does do a split off though? What if he stops with Venom and leaves someone else to write Dylan, and then he comes up and does the like, you know, Planet Hulk slash Planet Venom or whatever they're going to call that side yeah. event, and then he gets his first big event? Because really, <laughs> I mean, is this? I guess, I guess it's considered a, an event. Whatever, <clears throat> King and Black is an event. Is it an event? Whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. tie-ins. Yeah, it's more of a. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it just goes across all to other books. But what I'm saying is, like, Earlier. if he gets like a huge, huge event. You know doesn't, it go, I mean? doesn't it go across on like 77 different tie-ins or something like that? Like it's a ridiculous There's amount a bunch of, of like, one shots. Yeah. Jesus. I don't well, have a mighty shit like that. What's that? 77. I know it's, like, it's like an astronomical number of like one shots and tie-ins and yeah, and he did he had absolute carnage before this, so oh, yeah. Because yeah. there were there were a lot of times for absolute carnage. Dude, it was in fucking insane to keep up with. Yeah. Like, my comic book, like, every week I went to the comic book, I was like, Jesus Christ, just, it was just so much money every week to keep up. Did yeah. you think there was a payoff? I just got a, I think I got one through five, and that was, I think I was done. That's a great point, Joe's. Yeah, he's definitely not exclusive to Marvel. See, I think he is. It, he is because they talk about it he is exclusive to marvel but he's got some kind of deal worked out where he can write crossover for image because doesn't doesn't he still have a doesn't he have a small ownership in image too and that i'm not sure of i think he does i think they gave him a little piece of it so i think a good reason why he could write for him yeah i think i think that's part of his exclusivity deal that he's got it written that he can write this book for them well, writing for Image, he yeah. should own his own rights yeah, for any does. of the characters well, that he does. But he's borrowing like, rights from like other... Crossover uh, users. Yeah. You just make the guy... I think right. they finally figured out who cares. Just make the guy who's selling the most comic books happy at this point. Uh, JJ, yeah. you, the only problem I... I mean, I typically agree with JJ, and he's always got great insights. The only thing I'll say about this is for years now, I've been hearing the same thing about Kate's, right? Like when he first started doing the strange thing, then he started doing the GOT thing. And then he started doing the Venom thing when he went through the first run of Absolute Venom. You always heard like, yeah, but people are going to grow tired of him because he can't stick the landing. And other creators are going to be sick of him not picking up the pieces. And how many years has it been now? When did Absolute Car- Venom come out or whatever it was? It was a while, Absolute Carnage. It was a while ago, right? Like that strange stuff was this year. Ago? Was it the strange stuff was four years ago? Was that what it was? But he has that uncanny, uncanny ability to go. He's a reader, so he's got that ability to go back and find stuff that you've forgotten about from years ago and bring it up and get you excited again as a reader to where you're willing to keep going with him for that fact alone because he that's, just keeps pulling that stuff. That's what I'm saying. And it's, it doesn't seem to really be annoying too many writers. They actually like – they joke around all the time. A lot of them do uh, with him about what he does and everything else. It doesn't seem like you get – there are certain writers you hear backlash to sometimes of what they've done with stories and stuff. And usually it comes out later, but with him, it seems like he's getting people pumped, not just uh, people who read the books, but actually writers and creators too. So I don't think, 
as much as we get sick of hearing his name sometimes, I don't think everybody else is getting sick of hearing his name because every time it comes up that he might be on his Oh, well, he can't stick the land. We say it here all the time. And I'm not taking anything away from the man. I think he's great. I think he's brilliant. Just because he doesn't write my style of thing, that doesn't mean that he's not good, right? You know, he's obviously good. I think that's what you got to take out of it, especially in like the speculation market. Fine, man. How much has he made you so far? Because I know Venom 3 has made me a lot of money. Um, so like I'll take a gamble on him again and I'll keep throwing dice on him because he keeps making more money. Thor, who the heck? Those books you were getting for a dollar a piece, man. So Donnie, Donnie Kate signed an exclusive deal with Marvel back in July of 2017. At the time, it wasn't really necessary an exclusive, like you said, Matt. I mean, it, like people are saying, uh, he signed an exclusive deal with Marvel, but he's still able to write his creator-owned stories on Image. Okay. So, so he's got a loophole. <clears throat> so not really exclusive, but exclusive. It's weird. He got big two. He's exclusive. Yeah, he's just making big money at Marvel. That's what it means. Yeah, Raymond, I would have figured this one would have had. I would have figured this one would have had more legs, but that it didn't. Like I thought Hickman, but you know what? That happened. You know that was kind of the complaint when you talk about East versus West too. Like he, there's that middle portion of East versus West where he kind of gets away from it, and you're like, oh. oh. I thought the Hickman X Men was the best X Men story done in ten years. I know, but it's still going wow. on. But it's I know. still going on. It's still good. It's amazing. X-Men has been great. I didn't like the ending. I think the ending was a little cheesy, but again, I go into all events and big, big expecting, you know, close. expecting that the ending won't be that good. It's really hard to stick a landing. Sure. Um, but I loved everything that Hickman did because Hickman kind uh, of fixed the continuity in the X-Men universe. Yeah, no, I, I I like that. I like that portion of it too. I like the first thing, but like sort of X, which Everybody can have different opinions of the two, but Invite thinks it's one of the best. I that's not on my top list of best events ever. And some of the other stuff felt like when it came out, when they started doing all the split ups, I thought Marauders was probably the best one that came out of it. Which, by the way, I was wrong every day. I walk into the LCS, they joke about that too. Like, hey, remember that time Marco was wrong because he's still buying Marauders? And I was like, yeah, well, I was wrong. Definitely, I don't think anybody was calling about how good that book was. And Hickman had a lot to do with it. I get that, but. I also have to agree with Raymond. Like it has become exhausting because it was just like 18,000 tie-ins. And then they did X swords again and it, they just rebooted the tie-ins. They didn't really, I mean, the story is okay, but I mean, that's Hickman's way. He pours more on top of each other. He'll come out of it. All right. Uh, but I think he does, like I said, whatever. He'll be all right. But I want to talk before Corbin, he's saying he's going to dip. Oh, he did dip. Okay. never mind. Um, we can go back to that. Oh, there's Corbin. So I want to talk real quick, go back to, to Batman, but I want to talk Batman Beyond and Batman Beyond 50, the final issue. And Corbin, I want to know with Future State my coming head. up, <laughs> okay. with Future yeah. State coming up, so Terry McGinnis has received an offer from Diana to join, saying that there always needs to be a Batman in the Justice League. And he looks like he's finally set to uh, to accept that offer. Where do you, where do you see uh, Batman Beyond going from here? Um, what's that? Okay, good answer. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, listen, I, my backside's all right. Um, your backside's I, what? It's itching. That's why I was trying to do do, do this hey, jam. It's, it's, it's not a great show to be doing that. But anyway, all right. Man with itchy butt, wake up with stinky finger. Oh, thanks. It's not my butt. It's right here, dude. Okay, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna whatever. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm almost upset that the end of this run has come first and foremost. Uh, I've loved the Batman Beyond run. 
Uh, Did I've you delayed read reading. Week? No, I've delayed reading the end. Yeah, I've read. Yeah, I've read most. I've read almost all of it. Um, I missed like the very, very beginning. I'm catching up on that. But like, I haven't read the last two of the of the last one of this. Um, told you I haven't picked it up yet. So I am. I don't want to read. It. I'm hurt. Like I've loved this run up to this point. Um, as far as him joining the Justice League, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I don't know. Um, I just feel like that's not his way. Like I feel like he would do best like Batman did, a part time member. There's been moments in comics where he's been a part of it, but he's never that guy. Now, for the conclusion of this particular run, I think it makes the most sense. And then somebody else could like, you know, go back on or whatever the case may be. But I think it makes sense for this just to put like a a a, a fate to complete on this particular. Run. What's what's Kyle laughing at? Um, but that that's, that's... <laughs> now I gotta check him out. <laughs> Man, what stinky finger be stinky? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely out, guys. It's like, good night. On that note, no, I'm playing. <laughs> Is he laughing though? Like. He... I, no, he is wrong because I didn't say it was my butt. I told y'all. Like, it's not my butt. <laughs> Come on. It's not. Y'all just, yeah, Kyle went up and made that analogy or whatever he was talking about, and, and people just you ran said with it. backside. That backside is a direct term for your butt. No, like my literal back. Like my your back is just back. your back. Right the back here. Of your head is right back here. your head. Your backside That's, is your butt. I refer butt. to that as my bottom. My no, bottom is itchy. Exactly. My bottom is runny. I got runny bum. That's not what I have. You got runny bum. Well, no, I don't. I was giving an example of what I would say. You know what? I'm out of here. Hey, hey, I was only supposed to be out for two minutes. I got to go, <laughs> go digging in the morning anyways. So I really have to no, peace out. No, no. I definitely no. leave it at dirty digging no. dot bottom bugs or whatever I the hell you say. I try to help you, man. No, no. You should have cut in for Kyle. I was trying to say what I would say if it was my bottom. That was an example, an expression, no, no, a figure whoa. of speech. I don't care about your bottom, bro. I'm no. not saying anything about my bottom. I'm saying if I had something about my bottom, that's what I would have said. Okay, yeah. you know what? Upper back. Finish, finish with, with Batman Beyond. I, 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 seriously, I got to go, guys. Guys, I do. All right, man. Good to see everybody. I'll see you all later. Oh, my God. <laughs> bottom bomb. I mean, I don't know what you're doing, dude. Listen, I still not doing anything. All right. I just feel like between Dan Jurgens and, and Sean Chen, there's been an amazing Batman run. Um, I guess it would make sense for him to join the Justice League and to close this out. I just feel like that's unlike his character. Terry takes a lot to Bruce. Bruce is always a part-time member. That mentorship that that type of um attitude is rubbed off on terry i think for the conclusion of this run that's fine uh all in all no i i'm not a super huge fan about it <laughs> the other big book that came out this week that i want to talk to brian about because i know he's a swamp man or a swamp thing right, fan folks. is the uh justice league dark is there any ability in the for this new uh swamp thing do you think brian I don't. I don't think right now there's much speculability on swamp that new swamp thing. I didn't read it. Um, I know there's definitely speculability in Justice League Dark. You know that movie or that TV shows, whatever they're going to do, is going to be good. I, I don't see it not being good. So, do you, um, do you think that the? Do you think Brian the spec is in that book Justice League Dark, or do you think no. it's in swamp other thing 50, characters? Swamp Thing fifty and fifty one, and I think annual. There's an annual also in that run. Um, I think those are the books to get. 
And then I think the biggest books to spec on for Justice League Dark, in my opinion, are Zatanna. If you can get any Zatanna books right now, that character, if they do her right on any type of screen, is going to blow sky high. I mean, it's just sure. going to be nutso. Um, I think the the best character out of all the characters in Justice League Dark, um, for me, are Swamp Thing and Dead Man, but they're the least... Uh, exciting characters, I think. I think they're the more like get in your heads type characters. Well, Constantine's going to be great to Constantine's going to be great to spec on. Um, and I don't know what else they're going to go. I heard that they were going to bring in some other characters that might not necessarily be just sleep dark type characters, but who knows? Um, I love that first Justice League Dark and the New Fifty Two run. I thought that was a great run. I know that first 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 issue it's really hard to get in high grade especially the second printing which i think was a red cover um i think that there are some when it comes to the zatanna issues the brian ball and stuff in her that that short little mini series they did for uh, dc they did some really amazing variants for that plus all the adam hughes i think somebody might have said it already uh all the yeah patrick said it. all the adam hughes zatanna covers are just killer killer um, so, uh, I would get those, uh, but yeah, Zatanna is definitely the character spec in that, in that run. So you don't think knowing that we're going to get a swamp thing, a new swamp thing, standalone title after future state, you don't think that this, this swamp thing is going to continue on. You think it's just kind of in this endless winter story and it's going to be not on board by the time, by the end of it. I- I don't think I think Swamp Thing, especially new Swamp Thing books, are super hard to spec on. Unless there's a new character involved that is going to be good, Swamp Thing books are just too hard to spec on. Unless they're the the Alan Moore run uh, or the Bernie Wrights and stuff, they're just too hard. Swamp Thing is not a uh, he's a beloved character, but not outside of comics. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, well, I think a big part of that is he's never been done right. I I don't think he's ever been done. I think the newest years. show was done really good. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will take that back. I I will eat those some crow right there. I will. I I do agree that that that. But they didn't leave it out there. I mean, it's a, for lack of a better analogy, it's a firefly all over again. Where DC. they put DC it out, doesn't there. know how to handle. They yep. didn't handle it right. They didn't leave it out there, and then all the fans finally found out about it, and all the people found out about it, and now they're like, "Well, where can I watch it?" And there's nowhere to get it. Yeah, you can't find it. It's not out there. They should they should have left it out there and then picked it back up. And I, and I think they dropped the ball on that. I re- I very much so agree that show. The show because I like the I like the movie from way back in the day when I got introduced to, to Swamp Thing and then like then I found out oh he has comics and things like that and I would dabble in it every once in a while but then when once the show came out on DC Universe I was super hyped I was I, I wanted to watch it just because I was like oh well you know I like Swamp Thing from way back in the day so let me check this out and then I saw the first episode and I was just like okay I want more. And then halfway through the friggin' first season, they sit up there and say, oh, it's canceled. I didn't even finish it because I was like, what's the point? What's the point? They're not going to do anything with it. And yeah, they ruined it by doing that. Yeah. I was so I was so thrilled. And now I hear, like, earlier this year, you know, I heard that they were going to put it on the CW. And I was like, no, no. One of the things that made it good is how dark it could get. Yeah. And that, that needs to be a consistent thing. That needs mm-hmm. to be. 
a consistent thing. That's the thing that I don't get. I don't understand with a lot of these people that are are making all this noise about DC. Oh yeah, you know what? Uh, it's it's a little bit too dark and everything. Like, I can't take my kids. I mean, like, yo, okay, and yeah, it's good. Yeah, but then they have the Joker that sold out, you know, rated R movie that sold out more, you know, box office hits and wins awards and gets, you know, best actor and all this other crap. But they're worried about Swamp Thing being too dark. It was it it, it doesn't make any sense. They're not consistent with their theme because like it's like Joker is DC, but that's that's something else. That that's something else. You know, that's not us. What we're looking at is Shazam. <laughs> we're gonna do stuff like this. I'm right. like, ah, B. Like, there are things that are like that, but not all of them, okay? DC has missed the mark so much more than they've hit the mark. Like, yeah. I, they hit the mark in the original Wonder Woman movie and fucked it all up. Sure. They hit the mark with, with uh, uh, I think, the original Suicide Squad story and the premise that we were going to get it being dark before the movie came out. And then they saw Deadpool and fucked up suicide squad you know what i mean they did the same thing with justice league like i know it's we're tired of hearing about the, the snyder cut, but everybody's stoked to see that snyder cut you know what i mean so shit i'm willing to bet that they fuck it up like like well, after wonder like, woman i have no two i have no hope for snyder cut i have no for yes why I, it's I, a totally I, different director yeah i think it's a, a different perspective on how to, on what a comic book movie should be so well, I, I get it, though. I get what you're saying, Matt, because it's DC. I'm kind of there with you. But the only thing that I will say is that I'm giving – I want to give the Snyder Cut a little bit of rope to necessarily hang itself or save itself because um, I want to give Snyder the benefit of the doubt. Like, he really wanted to make this movie a certain way, and life, shitty life events made him have to step out. And Whedon destroyed everything – you know, from what we're hearing, like Whedon is not only not wasn't a great director on that, but he was also kind of a dickhead. So, oh yeah, you know, it, it's I just so disappointed with DC, man. And I hate to keep saying that because I I I really want to see DC do well. I want to see, I want to be. You remember how stoked we were every week reporting, like. I remember being like coming an absolute geek after the new Batman, new the Snyder shit would come out, and we would be so excited to talk about what happened in that issue, so yeah. stoked. Like I would call Kyle the second I got home from the store and read that issue. I would call it like, dude, holy shit, did you fucking read you know Batman? Like when that when that uh, uh, the um, Joker storyline was going on in that, whew, there was nothing better, and and DC was so good, was so much fun, and even in that new Fifty Two run, like there was a lot of good DC stuff, and they, I just, they just I don't know what to say about DC anymore. They dropping the ball, and they trying to be, they trying to be like Marvel. They're trying to be like something that they're not, and they yeah. need to understand that they're in a different niche, and yep. they need to hone, they need to, they need to take advantage of that rather than trying to, trying to, to shun it away. That's the thing. It's it's like all of these, all of the like, like all of these 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 things about that people are talking about. Uh, you know, um, just changing changing a character's color and everything like that, so there can be more inclusion and stuff like that. Or you can be happy with who you are and own that shit. Like well, to take their own advice. They have a great history. Like Marvel, Marvel. 
uh, did what they did and it worked. DC looked at it and went, we need to do that, and it didn't work. So go back to your bread and butter. DC has a great history of characters and storylines and this and that. Bring back some of those characters. Like, give us some of the new God stuff and stick with it. Give yeah, us some dope ass dark side shit and yeah, stick and with it. Is darks, you know, Justice League dark? I hope they keep it dark. I hope that they, yes. I hope they bring in Swamp Thing and sell it. I hope they bring in Dead Man and sell it. Like, how many people don't know about Dead Man? And that's a great character. I love that character. He's he's awesome. I wouldn't be mad if they brought Batman in. I I wouldn't either. But I'd like to see. I'd like to see them build on Constantine. Everybody would like to see Constantine and see it done really well. Hell, Keanu Reeves is like, absolutely, I'm in. I'd love to knock this one out of the park. Let's get some good writers. Let's get some good story. Let's keep it dark. You know, yeah. bring in Etric in, bring in you know, Zatanna, bring in some of the lesser knowns, bring in a guest appearance of, of Lobo and yeah. start introducing some of your other characters. Here's a great chance, but keep it dark. Don't don't be looking for the WB. The don't be looking for a while. Whoever they decide to make the like, let's let's carry it over a few a few movies. Yeah, let's let's make this work for a long period of time on on uh, HBO Max. You know, keep it keep yeah. it a, a show that that's running, and that I think is their I think that's their ticket to win. I'm really fingers crossed. I'm pulling for them to keep this a, a, a dark, and even with a dark movie, you can have a little bit of humor in there. Exactly. It's not hard to do. You can do it. But keep it dark and keep it rolling and, and get a good rolling, you know, continuity through it and bring in. a. I mean, here's your here's your Avengers tie in movie. Here's your chance to bring in all these characters and maybe later open your opening paths to maybe later take that fork in the road and do a Constantine show or do a Zantana show or do a, you know, whatever. What kills me with Constantine is. If you look at the top 20, the best comics of 2020, Constantine Hellblazer is constantly at the top of those lists, within the top five of those lists, and they can't transition that into a good TV show. So Marvel has Kevin Feige. Who who out there can take the DC and take that Feige-esque role and take the DC universe to where it needs to be? Is there anybody out there that can do that? Shit, that's... First one that comes to mind is Kevin Smith, but I think he's too light. I think he's too funny, and I think he's going to make it too um, too many fart jokes. And he's admitted that he's like that's that's who I am. If you want that, if you want you know silly, funny dick and fart jokes, I'm your guy. I've even heard him say that multiple times. I'm not, you know what I mean. So, like, if that's what you want, yeah. But I don't think we know. I think that we all thought it was Jeff Johns, and then I don't know if it's Jeff Johns. You know what I mean? Like, he had a big part in this one, this new Wonder Woman movie, and it, it, he didn't. But do we? Do we? Are we're not asking Kevin Smith to to write the scripts? We're saying, here's the script. Tell, does this work? And have him go over it and be like, no, this doesn't work. This doesn't work via the DC universe that doesn't work in this character's you know outline to this comic it's not true to the character you kind of just need him to be in that role to be like this works this doesn't work you know i think i don't think we know who the guy is i think think the guy is some yeah some backroom like comic guy that everybody knows that works in the industry but we don't 
I'll be honest. Yeah. And and maybe he's not even in the industry yet and he's up and coming, but I think that you're, you're right, Matt. I think that you have a panel of four or five guys and you put Kevin Smith in there to help keep some of the continuity because he's so familiar with it. And, and you, you tell the five, Hey, here you go. Where are we at? How does this work? How does this not work? What do we need? I tell you, it's definitely not. It's definitely not Ethan Van Skyver. Man, I listen to that guy just rip on DC constantly. And some of these people that I hear ripping on DC kind of makes me go, well, if they're ripping on DC, then like, what do they know? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't hear very many people talking about great things from DC lately. And it's sad. It's really sad. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing them bring in a lot of the guys that did the Justice League Unlimited uh, animated series and Justice League, um, you know, from what, 10 years ago now. Uh, and and they collaborated and helped a lot on the Teen Titans original run. They did a lot of, um, a lot of the same people did a lot of the animated features like the Wonder Woman that they took the movie from the animated feature, the Aquaman that they took the movie from animated feature flashpoint i mean those all worked and played very very well and the movies that they stayed close to the animated feature did very well when they strayed away from them they went to shit yeah so i think if they can build a good panel and and a good team out of that same team that was making them money and we were all enjoying it why would you stray away from that success i i I don't understand why they did that they're 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 trying they're trying to be like someone else rather than be like themselves too yeah and that's what's that's what's skewing their viewpoint they don't understand that they have all this gold right there in their like at their fingertips and they're just like they're it's like it's like it's like when you get a girl that's like oh my god i love you so much i would love you a little bit more if you just did this if you just did that if you just did that like mean every female out there <laughs> if she didn't love me before my six hundred dollars she ain't gonna like like me after my six hundred dollars exactly like oh, we're gonna get you the whole show without something like that <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you know like they just need to understand like i mean i i really enjoyed watchmen because of how how they did it i love the show i love the movie i love that um the the show Constantine, I liked it. I I thought that I would have liked it a lot more if it was on a different network because then they would have gone they would have gone darker with it. They would have allowed for these dark elements to show showcase. That's why when Swamp Thing came out, like I was saying, I was hyped. I was just like, okay, because of what I saw with Doom Patrol, I'm excited to what I'm going to see sure. with Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah. So, what? Okay, I almost hate to even say it. I don't think that he has the the continuity, but I think he could write it dark enough. What about Stephen King? Shit. <laughs> oh man. I don't think he could do it. Either. You don't have but, the patience. For I mean, the you're gonna have to have someone that can write that dark. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, but look at look at the stand. It's going on CBS again. Like I I would expect now, especially. For that to be on on FX or Hulu or AMC or something like that, so we can get a lot more of what we want from the books, not 
the sugar coated version. I mean, mm -hmm. gonna be this this is gonna be the second run that it's on, you know, national TV and all that stuff, a national TV network rather than a streaming platform. Like, why would Steven, what's up? Like we Why but why not his like invite to raid and a couple other people in the chat have said, why not his son? Why not Joe Hill? Hmm. I don't think he's a bad person, but he hasn't been in comics very long, has he? He's only been in comics like five, six years or something. Lock and key. When did lock and key start? I'm not saying he's not a bad person, but like I don't I don't think we know who this person is. I mean, yeah, and I'm not saying like to write. I don't want someone writing the scripts. I'm saying to be that guy, to be that Kevin Feige that hey, this works, this doesn't work, this sticks with continuity, this does not stick with continuity. Why yeah. would this character oh, do that? Oh, you need to do Why the movies, not, not the right, right, not the to be editor-in-chief of DC. Yeah. Right. right, I'm talking okay, like okay. to do the movies. To okay. And I'm talking, okay, so we get we get Joe Hill in there, and he starts writing the scripts, he starts doing the stuff, and then you have a panel of five or six, you know, with your Kevin Smith and your, you know, all the people from the animation that did so good, or and kept and keep the continuity and keep him in check and tell him you need to rewrite this, you need to rewrite that, and have him fine tune it and go back and then do it again. I um what you know you know what I mean? I think it's gonna take a team for them to fix their issues. I think the James Gunn stuff's interesting. It's interesting to think about. I know people crucify him for what he did on um Suicide Squad, right? They didn't like it. Or they, they don't think they're going to like it. And, you know, he, look what he did to Guardians of the Galaxy. I know a lot of people didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but I don't know. James Gunn sounds like he's a pretty fun, real, real respected person in the business. And uh, he's, you know, good at doing making movies. So I don't know. I, I think it's hard. And Raymond Richards is exactly, I mean, he's, he agrees with exactly what we're saying. You have too many unused characters stop with the Superman, the Batman, the wonder woman. What, why don't you pick up all these other great characters that you have? The swamp things, the dead man, the, the Etrigan, the, the Constantine. Well, DC is going through some crazy times. Not only they're cutting titles. I think they just released a bunch more people like day before Christmas or something like I don't know. I don't know. It's sad. It's really sad to see what's going on there. Let's cross our fingers and hope that future state goes well. Let's hope that Red X or there's a couple, three, four characters that come out of there just yeah. you know, that, that excited the hobby, that lit a fire under a lot of people's ass. And that's about all we can hope for at this point. Let's. Sure. So when I was at the comic book store on Christmas Eve, I was picking up my books and I was digging through and I was signing up for my future state titles, the ones that I wanted to make sure that I got. Yeah. And the owner of the local comic book store I go to is said is he has he you know he doesn't know how to gauge his future state because he says people are being like, you know what, I'm just gonna wait, I'm just gonna wait, I'm just gonna wait. So I think it, he's get you know, as he said, as a comic book store owner, he's having a hard time gauging and I wonder if this is a, this is across the board. Is is everybody with this attitude towards DC? Are they going to be like? Is that going to not help Future State? Because I think everybody's like, I'm not sure about Future State. I don't know about Future State. I don't know about Future. And you know, ex exactly what people are saying in the chat right now. I, I think it's a panic because if you look back to a couple years ago, Kyle, they did the same thing with with Rebirth. 
you know, it, they said, oh, well, when Rebirth comes out, we're only going to have, we're going to do titles, you know, t- uh, weekly titles. It's going to be these core titles. We're only going to have this many titles, and that's it. And over time, that changed, and they expanded their titles and expanded their titles and expanded their titles. And that sounds like, seems like that's what they're doing again, is they're cutting it back to 30-some titles. It, it just seems very familiar. So it, it, it just kind of seems like the same playbook over again they're rebooting their universe to go because they've pigeonholed themselves and and i just i don't think future state is well future state's only a couple months right but it's gonna be have a lasting effect because it's gonna span out into these books and this stuff's gonna play into it but i think i don't know i think i think it's it's too soon to to freak out on what future state's gonna do for a long time again. I think they're going to work Future State back in at a different yeah. time. Well, that might even be kind of a decent spec. I mean, if uh, that makes sense, you know, if people are holding off on buying a lot of these books and then all of a sudden Future State lands it and all these comic book stores didn't order a lot of the Future States, you know, the ones, the twos, maybe have you know, a couple of books sitting there that people are like, Oh, you know what? Now I'm looking for that six months down the road. Well, I think, I think, uh, I think comic book stores are going to be under ordering this book because of how everybody is right now. Yeah. Or it could or, be the opposite. They could over order. Cause Yara Flora is, is already out there and they're talking about her and they're talking about red X. So those, I think some of these books are going to be over ordered. And what if they don't land? Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 scary for sure, and um, you know, the trade six 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 said it. I mean, it was not, there's hardly no information, and it makes it scary. Well, did you guys read the um, the preview? I think they put out a preview for Dark Detective, um, at where Bruce Wayne basically they show like Bruce Wayne's fate in the future. And he, you know, whatever, he gets shot in an, in an alley like his parents did. And it, it was it was kind of weird. And I'm just like, man, I'm so tired of of this type of stuff. There. I'm not, I, I get it. I say that they have a history, but don't go back to the same well. Don't go back to that same well a thousand times, you know. So I don't know. I'm going to start drilling somewhere else. That's, yeah. that's one of the reasons why. Like I said before, I gravitate more towards the independent comics. Yes, it may be a shorter, maybe a shorter run, but I'm, I'm, pretty much, damn near, you know, like, gonna get a really thick and juicy storyline and be satisfied and be like, man, I really enjoyed what I just dove into. Sure. I guess now I find a new one. They have said, I mean, they came out and basically said that the future state, there's there's a lot of characters of future state that are here to state, and there's going to be some some uh, uh, major, defi- like you guys said, defining moments in this. And, um, but I feel like they say that for every every event, you know, like you guys were talking about earlier, it feels like every event is is like that. But at this point, all we can do is just really hope that uh, this turns out good. Yep. 
let's let's check them out. Let's actually read them, give them a chance, uh, give some of these characters a chance. It's going to be really weird with all the backlash about Wonder Woman eighty four to see if this Wonder Woman character even takes off. Like that's what they were hoping. I think that this Wonder Woman movie would do so well, and then it would cause you know kids they or people rewrote the movie then. Yeah, they could they could have gone back and and you know read read these books. I mean, I even got uh, uh I got Facebook messages or eBay messages from people that have bought recently stuff from me on eBay. Hit me up, uh, two guys hit me up. Hey, do you have any graded or do you have any Wonder Woman titles? One of them guys like, hey, do you have any graded Wonder Woman stuff? I need stuff for for my kid, and I'm like. So I th- I thought bef- this was before I saw the movie. So I was like, okay, let's maybe the movie is good. I don't, you know, and that all went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> then I saw it and I felt like, wow. I don't know. Green maybe Lantern, kids Green love Lantern it. Two sucked. Yeah, <laughs> maybe kids really love are gonna love it, or they do love it, and that that could help. I'm cool with that. Um, but the, the crazy <laughs> thing is that some of these Wonder Woman books are just so low. Price wise, I mean, they have continued just to dive and dive and dive and dive, and I some of them I didn't think they can get that low. I know our friend Steve Horn finally sold his uh, first appearance of Cheetah, and and he was just so, so happy to get rid of it. He sold it for so low, but like, it's, well, and isn't Nico was having troubles with his too, wasn't he? We all are. I mean that that book was supposed to skyrocket because of this, but the movie just didn't look that great coming out. They waited on it so long and. You know that's part of it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of oh. sad that the 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 hype that we see with prices on Marvel books compared to DC books. I got one for you. Remember when Robin King came out? What happened? Where's Robin King? Why isn't Robin King? Why aren't we talking about Robin King anymore? What I happened to that storyline? I just picked up my variant Christmas Eve. I went to the LCS and I picked up some of my stuff I'd been sitting and holding and. I just finally got my, you know, it was sitting in my pull box, but the one in twenty five, with the uh, big dinosaur on it. No, no, the the uh, other one, the okay, the cover where he's got the Wolverine claws. I just th- that's another failed opportunity. Everybody was so stoked for that character, and like you know, that was building on its own. Like Mel V says, the beat was building. Got to let the beat build, and and the talk was building. All we saw was the image of Robin King. You remember that? We just saw that badass image, and we we're like, "Holy shit! This character is gonna f- be badass." This character, people were even saying, "This character will be more; it'll be better than Batman Who Laughs." Like, this character is gonna be dark and, and really cool, and this and that. God, that's not good. Um, well, actually, it's not bad without it's those weird bird bird wing bones. Um, I love that cover. And we haven't, nobody's talking about that character anymore. What a failed opportunity. What a failed opportunity. Same with uh, Punchline. Like, I haven't really liked Punchline from the get, but that that character was super, super, people were excited about that. And I feel like that's a semi-failed opportunity now. Um, yeah, so we'll see whereas with marvel it feels like anything marvel's doing right now they're they're hitting hitting the mark you know uh mm-hmm. what was the only character one of the few characters that we were like hey we haven't heard about this character yet and boom they dropped the riri williams spec and now riri williams stuff is just on fire just crazy uh putting up numbers that i never would have thought uh, uh her books would put up so there's a lot of other marvel stuff that i thought would hit that didn't 
that's not all and and granted i like a lot of the stuff that a lot of people don't so yeah well i, I, that, I thought be that interesting. spider woman would take off a lot better than it did i didn't <laughs> so I'm, i'll be honest spider woman is especially the jessica woman. drew character it's just not it's not a very good character like no offense i know you love her but like if somebody told me the watcher isn't the greatest character in the world i'd be like yeah you're right you're right he's he's not no i i agree she's not the greatest character in the world but but i love her and yeah. i thought they were gonna do a little bit better with what they're doing it's gonna be interesting to see what, what happens with the naomi stuff because man they have a real chance here they've got a real chance here with that with you know what they're doing with this character and what where they're and everybody's a little bummed on where they're gonna put her but that's another thing. Let's cross our fingers and hope that that works and creates buzz. And you remember when Arrow first came out and Flash was first starting, all the buzz around the comics, it was it was awesome. Yeah. It was so much fun. And people were going and reading old stories and uh, going and uh, doing reading the Flashpoint stuff again just be not for spec, just based on oh, I want to I want to read this because you know of the show. And they were taking a lot of stuff from that. It was a lot of fun. I hope Naomi that can restart that, you know, stuff again with with DC and some of their TV stuff that we just haven't got. Some of the guys on I forget what show where they were talking about, but they were talking about the uh, milestone stuff. When they start, if they can start bringing that milestone stuff to the screen in a good way, you know, if we can get some really cool static uh, stuff on the big screen or the small screen in a real good way. Like I don't want to pander to kids. I don't want to pander to anything. I want it to be gritty, like how it was supposed to meant to be. I mean, Michael, you don't call that book static for nothing. Michael B. is going to, he's, he's going to put in a lot of work on that. And I have full confidence to, for that, uh, for, for, for the milestone runs. I, I have, I have a lot of confidence. Um, uh, so like, Lovecraft Country. I read the book before the show came out and I liked the book. I thought it was cool. Then the show came out and it made me realize that there were a lot of things that were missing um, that the show took it like took advantage of gaps, uh, those 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 holes and just man, they just did so much in there. And I think that a lot of the things that Milestone started to do and kind of faded out on right now they are going to take full advantage of that stuff and explode it to something to another level that we're not we that we are ready for but we don't know that we're ready for it so we're going to be like yeah. oh, you know no, it's it's going to do a lot of people don't know that those stories too milestone wasn't the biggest hit mm -hmm. you know for for very long and a lot of people don't realize those stories and yep. there, there's probably some gold in there that they could and right now is a perfect time like right now with the with you know the politics and all that stuff that's going on in our country it's a perfect time to throw those out to the public yes oh yes oh yes the the static shock the static shock show um that that introduced me to the character um itself and made me just like whoa that's cool because i saw I saw I saw a couple of other characters beforehand, but not not static. And with static at that age point where I was in my life and everything like that, and that cartoon when I would sit there and watch that, I'm like, man, this makes so much sense. I get all of this and what they're trying to do. And now that I'm older and, and 
you know, what, what we all went through this year. Yeah, you have kids too. Yeah, that makes you think a different way. Exactly. We're, we're, we got to make sure that this stuff is out there and it's being done right. We want these characters to be represented properly. So, so all of these memories and feelings that we have associated with these storylines, with these universes that were created to house these, these characters is, is showcased properly. So everybody else who gets introduced to these, these, these worlds has the same feeling that we do. Yep. Yep. We'll see again, cross our fingers, cross yep. our finger. Um, well, unfortunately with that, I mean, just like our childhood, it may be 10 to 20 years before we see, you know, a big payout on some of that stuff. In 20 years, look back on punchline number one. It may be a huge book. It may yeah. be garbage. <laughs> but, you know, it may take that 10 to 20 year mark before we know. Well, DC better do something quick because they might not be around in 10 years. Shit. Well, I'm not going to be around uh, for the rest of the evening. I'm going to go. <laughs> Later, Adonis. Thank you for, for chilling out, brother. Thanks, Adonis. Have a good one. So I want to ask a real quick question here um, that came up on Wednesday when I was at my LCS. So I was picking up Ice Cream Man 22, and I, I think a gentleman at the shop saw me pick it up, and he was asking me about it. And he was like, so I know they're making it a TV show. If If you were to speculate on that, how do you spec this book? Get them all. You get them all, or do you do it by individual I think, issue? I think if you can get them all, you get them all because I think that's a that that book is a uh, what do they call those series where they do different stories? I forget they they have a word for that. I'm spacing on that. Um, uh, where they do all the different types of stories, it's not the same storyline throughout. But um, mm -hmm. I think what you need to spec on for Ice Cream Man is first cu couple issues and good covers. And at that point, that's about all we an anthology. Yes, an anthology. Uh, thank you, never enough. Um, the those type of books, at least for me, you spec on really good covers and first issue and low print run cover or exclusives. And it's yeah. going to be. I mean, that people love that book early on. There's some really good covers out. Those Doctor Seuss variants. Mm -hmm. The Megan Hutchinson six one six is uh, Bird City book is absolutely beautiful. Um, and it's it's you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they how they do that series. It it could hit big. I mean, it's a great storyline, and people love those types of dark, you know, humor type, really cool stuff. So I think that's a big big book. Um, it's been I a big think, book ever I think since Brian's it came out. You're right, too. You get the you get the low print runs, and you get the uh, exclusives, and those are your best solid bet but for it to be an anthology like that you have to get every book because you don't know which one's going to be the the popular hit that that people go after because each individual story that ties the whole story together it, there's yeah. it's like saying which twilight zone is going to be the best one you don't know because yeah. each one's its own individual and it's just it, it takes going out to the public before you know by the time that you know, it's too late. Yep. That's why you watch shows like this, guys. Thank you uh, for joining in, everybody. Make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> and if you hit the bell, uh, you will not miss shows. So you get all this information right off the bat. So make sure you do that. Um, a lot of people in the chat tonight. But, yeah, I think that uh, the Dr. Seuss ones are, are really good. 
really good. And and Jay, you're right. The Dr. Seuss covers really made that series get a nice little jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mind that for a good series. I don't yeah. mind that at all. It was so creepy. I remember when that first book, that book first came out, it just seemed so creepy to me. Um, and then, like Joe said, you know, that Ha Ha book, too. Um, I th- Those two Ha Ha, I mean, I'm a homer, obviously, so I love the Megan Hutchinson one. But that uh, Wanted Comics one is is cover of the year candidate for me um, for Ha Ha. It was absolutely gorgeous. Did you guys see that? I have not seen that one. I know I've seen the Megan Hutchinson one, and I I love that one. Yeah, I'll show it to you guys. Yeah, the Megan Hutchinson one was beautiful. It's so creepy. Um, but the uh, the Ha Ha one, holy shit! Like it is. Uh, it's the real deal. All right, let's see here. So shout out to Drew over at Wanted Comics. Uh, this is the Virgin oh, variant. That's sick. Yeah, no, I won't like, buy it. Like that's probably. Uh, yeah, not probably. That's a cover of the year candidate for me. Um, that and uh, definitely the uh, something is killing the children to Cobb variant. Um, there's probably a couple other books that I throw in there um, that I'm thinking about, but yeah, beautiful, beautiful cover. And of course, you know the uh, the Bird City one was uh, the w- w- Ronald McDonald one that did so well or that looked so well. Yeah, um, you put a clown on the cover, and that's a guarantee I will not buy your fucking book. I hate clowns. You <laughs> tomorrow, man. God, I hate clowns. <laughs> That's a good one, though. I, I, I think, that, that one. yeah. I listen. I love color, man. There's something um, about when you have color that just pops, on, especially a ver- on the Virgin variants. You know, they're really good. They look really good. This is the the Ronald McDonald one. I love the black and white Ronald McDonald one better, though. I think that one's just yeah, really, really good. But um, man, that wanted comics one. Oh, yeah, really good. We'll see where that goes. Again, listen, covers are uh, covers pull people into indie books that might not necessarily know what it's about. When you're walking by those new the new comic shelf in a comic store and you see a cover like this or that Ron McDonald, you I don't care what the book is. It. Yeah, you're you're grabbing it. At least to take I, a look I, to see what I it's about. Back. I would buy this and then I would put it on the reel and I would hit the button and put it at 50 <laughs> and I would Take shoot my handgun out, and yeah. I would shoot, shoot out of this thing. I would put more holes in this dumb clown <laughs> and go home uh, with a smile on my face. You're scaredy it, cat. It around in the bag and board, and then slide it back in. Yeah, I, I would not. I would not even reel it back in after I shot it. I would leave it downrange. They can have it. Here's your. Here it is. Keep yeah. it. My Eric. Gift. Eric Hurd is a is an artist who does some really good stuff. Shout out to Eric, and and he's right. Just beautiful. The primary colors, the way they pop, they're beautiful on that dark background. Especially like I look at that blue, the the, the blue in his hair. Just oh man. Anyways, um, yeah, color on books will always be a killer for me. I'll just grab them. I want it. Yeah, they guys... pop out. They just they're yelling at you when you're looking at it. That's why people love a lot of those golden age books and those those foreign variants because they utilize the way they utilize color. Mm-hmm. Just woo. So <clears throat> I don't know. I think that you just grab any book with the, with those ice cream man stuff. It's, it's it's weird because usually when it comes to smooth uh, option spec and stuff like that, 
unless it's superhero stuff, it usually doesn't do very well lasting, you know, the, 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 how long it stays hot, you know, usually they come back down. Once they hear that the spec has been optioned, it comes back down, but there's certain books where like, or certain titles, you know, properties where you're like, if done right, game changer, absolute game changer. And if they do ice cream man, right. Game changer. If they do Sandman, right. Game changer. Like if Sandman is done, right. Or, or vice versa with Justice League Dark, like those two. If one of those are done really good, it's to- it's going to help the other so much. Um, but I will. I think if Sandman is done poorly, I will feel like I did when the Rangers lost the cup. I will feel so dejected and depressed that I will probably n- walk away for comics for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I'll be so mad. Hundred dollars he's going to get. It's got to be so good. It's got to be good. I need I need Sandman to be good. That was the one book that like I remember reading uh, in high school just going, it doesn't get any better than this. And we've been wanting it for so long, just like we've been wanting, you know, good Star Wars for so long. We Sandman fans have been wanting a Sandman series done good forever. And if they do it well. Then we know Game Changer. Then we can start talking about some of the other books that we thought we'd never see. You know, Saga, um, you know, Bone, be hard. Monstrous. Yeah, and that'll be one of those ones that's actually going to be hard to transfer over. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think, I think they they do it right. I think you can fuck up anything. I think you can do it. I think you just got to have someone willing to do it, and that's that's the problem. Is I think too many people are afraid to. And and here's just like I said earlier, I don't understand why they're afraid to go dark like that after the big success of Joker and which I thought it was a terrible movie, but nonetheless, a lot of people really liked it. It made a crap ton of money. It was super dark. I don't understand why they're afraid to take a chance at dark, like uh, Spawn. He's pushing for that movie still. He's going to get it done. We're going to see a dark Spawn. He promises it's going to be dark. I think he's probably going to make a butt ton of money because it's dark. When they when they pushed Venom as a darker R-rated show, people were like, oh, I don't know if it's going to work. And then they made a butt ton of money. Whether it was good or bad is irrelevant. They made a butt ton of money. You know, same with Joker. Irrelevancy of whether it was good or bad. They made a lot of money. So I, I, I don't know why they're hesitant. If they keep Sandman dark, I think they'll rake it in. Well, it says here that um, they've shot enough uh, uh, footage and, and post-edited, gone through post, uh, that Gaiman has seen quite a bit of it. And he said it's amazing, So, but he's also the creator. So, you know what I mean? Um, who knows? It'll be interesting. It's They've really shrouded it in secrecy. Like, they don't want a lot of stuff to get out. But Netflix is is really, really hoping, you know. That uh, it does well. They need something. Well, and if they keep it on a good channel like Netflix or HBO Max or something like that, where they do a bit of the darker stuff, I think they have a solid a solid shot. Yeah. Better audience. Cool shit, man. Water it down. Don't water it down. Yeah. Don't CW that bullshit. Exactly. Well, I think that's a good thought for us to... Thank everybody for being here. Hell yeah. It was 
the, the chat was a ton of fun today. You guys were so fire fun. as always. I love you guys all come strong. You guys come guns blazing with us. You guys help us keep up the name of uh, Modern Comic Mayhem because, you know, that's what this fucking place is for three hours every Saturday night. So, Hell yeah. Anyway, all right, guys. Check Until out next Death time. Yeah. And check out all the other cool shows that you guys already do. Peace. Have a good night.